BJ Ryan, episode 126, is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Once again, we are back in 11HQ, and I'm alongside the Perth racing guru, Terry Layden. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. How are you? I'm good, but not as good as you. We just had to restart the intro. This is live podcasting. Bit of good news in the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my sister just had had small child. Then again, looking at the picture, it doesn't look like small child. It looks like <laughs> looks like well well sized child. So, um, yeah, no number number three, daughter number three for my sister. Your so. uncle again. Too. Yeah, yep. Very good. Thanks. Yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I've never know how to respond in this situation. I've never been good at the the what to say next type of thing. But yeah, no, very very happy. Um, there's another addition to Congra- the family. Congratulations. So, to the wonder family. what the name will be. Are there any winners? Oh. Belle had something on Charming Belle yesterday, maybe Belle. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think she's going to name it after a racehorse <laughs> at the Provincials at that midweek Belmont, though, to be honest with you. What about um, Maccabi Diva? That's a good name, isn't I don't it? know. <laughs> one, yeah. um, awesome stuff, mate, to you and the, the Leighton family. That is fantastic. Um, back at Belmont last Saturday and then mm-hmm. once again yesterday. How does it feel back at I the, love win- that. the winter home of West Australian racing? Um, cracking. Cracking card that we deciphered last week with uh, Daniel Cripps. Thanks to Cripper for coming along last Thursday. But uh, what did you make of um, Roma Cup Day? I, I thought it was was brilliant. Um, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. was. They all got their chances. Uh, if anything, it was an off-pace day. It was probably tough to lead and win, but I think there was a lot of weakish leaders on the day. So a headwind around. The headwind, yeah, but I think it allowed for the headwind and the fact there were no real strong front-running types. I think allowed for um, – horses with cover to make ground but it just it was a real nice fair track you felt comfortable betting on any horse in any position in the run um which was really nice and uh yeah found a found a couple and it was just a just a good day mm. it was just a good day it was quality quality racing it was it was quality racing the win obviously the win of elite street um was i think the highlight from i think an aesthetic racing point of view like it didn't just win it 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 traveled the winner it just loomed i, I said to you i think during the week, it, it looks to have added an extra dimension that mm. it's jumping better than ever and it's travelling and it's races better than ever and dearie me. Like I know it, the horse has got a few little quirks and the fact that it's bled in the past, there's some issues in that sense with if you bleed again, your, your career's over. But, mm. oh, I would love to see. I'd love to see uh, Elite Straight in a uh, in an Everest. I'd listen to uh, Lockie and Britt and um, Marty Young, is it, on the Sunday yeah. Aftermath. Yeah. And it was sort of discussing. I think they were discussing sort of, uh, is that what I was listening to? I think that's what I was listening to. On Sunday? Well. Yeah, yeah. I think they were discussing it. Um, it's sort of, it, it can be a bit of, a bit of, uh, a lot can go wrong with traveling for elite straight. So whether you go across for a $3 million race, maybe not. But if you're going across for a, what's the Everest worth these days? 15. 15. Right? Yeah. I reckon that's good to turn a couple of heads. Could be wrong, but it's something. It's yeah. Down, it's, it's, it's in the teens. Yeah. Yeah. Or another way to say it's enough. Well, so anyway, well, I've I've been chatting to to Dan during the week. I could actually, imagine, and um, so I've gone through. There's only four horses I think that are locked in at the moment for the Everest. So when, when, are, when is the Everest? Sorry. Uh, it's in mid October. It was like okay. October 16 last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, so there's only four horses currently locked in for the for the Everest, and uh, so there's what's that eight slots still mm-hmm. available? Um, Shall we throw the hat around? Well, I'd, I'd buy a slot. How much are they? Oh, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? Oh, who knows? I think it's like 
I think it's 600,000 for every year. So I, mean, I think you buy them for three year slots. I think it's like 1.8 million or something like that. You realize like this will, I'm just seeing it at the top of my head here, but that it actually makes sense. You could buy one and yep. then if Elite Street goes around six, $7, we lay it off on Betfair. Mm-hmm. For that much anyway. That's we'll talk, just we'll, never mind. We'll talk, we'll talk after. Talk <laughs> you after can probably show. chop. You can actually probably you chop. Reckon, yeah. It's a good arbitrage opportunity, yeah. So I went through because Dan, Dan is obviously the winner bottom's there for him and, and the, the safe option <sighs> with him is to bring him back, go around the reeves, go around the winner bottom and he can he can try to become a dual winter bottom winner. However, when you're talking telephone numbers mm. for the Everest, it's probably worth doing a bit of discovery work. So, uh, so there could be could be a bit of bit of few phone calls being made. I did a bit of review of last year's Everest and the 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 thousand meter Group One race at Mooney Valley the night before the Grand Final is called the Moya. Mm. So the last year the three the horses that ran first, second, and third in the Moya didn't have a slot, but post the Moya they all received slots in the Everest. So. My initial thought is go over, it's a $1 million, 1,000-meter race at Mooney Valley, go over to the Moya, and if he wins that, then he probably gets a slot. That's if he isn't, someone doesn't approach Dan in the connections in the meantime to, Jeez, to, to take one of the slots. They didn't, he'd have to be one of the highest-rated sprinters in Australia, wouldn't he? Yeah, so the so the so he'd have to be, yeah. And even, I mean, even Dan O'Sullivan's, the, the ratings bureau guy on, mm. um, guru on, on, Twitter, he had Leach Street, the best performer, 102 in his ratings for the weekend, superior to, I think it's called, um, what's the horse called? Masu or mm-hmm. the horse that won the Dooman 10,000 on Saturday. So, and that horse has already got a slot. In, it's already in the Everest. Yeah. Um, so, um, so he was, the performance from his ratings was considered superior to horses who already got a berth in the Everest. So there's a few things lining up there. And going through last year's Everest, a lot of those horses are either retired or they're out of the system. So um, it's th- not, there's not a, a standard. There's not a, you're not going across there to run for C. You're not running into a black caviar. Well, there's, there's not a wave of like those, yep. uh, there's not a wave of horses that are better in Leach Street that are going to, that are going to, be available. Yeah, so. Those numbers as well. Like I, I think comparing those between states is, and I think numbers in general half the time is is crap. Like I mean, if the elite street race, how how quick did they go? Did they go how far above bench? They went about four or yeah, five lengths, they, I think. Yeah, and on a rain effect. But I reckon they could have gone a little bit quicker, and he probably puts in. He he, he wasn't. He was never under pressure in the run. Like I think he, they could have gone quicker and he finishes just as well. Like I think he could have run a better number if that's what you want to say. Yeah. You're often with those numbers, you're a victim of the the tempo of the race. Yeah. And you're going to get the, the stronger the tempo, the higher the number's going to be. So, I, yeah, I think the numbers are still a bit – they're a bit nothingness to me. But I, I, to I me, guess, all I'm trying to say is I think it could have been bigger and yeah, better. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, my, I, my point is that it's it's already out there yeah. that he's running figures. So, that, sorry, that horse is called Marzu. Marzu. Um, I understand the Doom Doom 10,000. So what I'm saying is it's already a slot holder and a respected ratings guy has has the performance in a Roma Cup as superior to a Doom 10,000. So I understand the safety of staying home for the winter bottoms. And there's definitely a thing I said to you, like I think it probably wouldn't do it justice to be a jewel. I think it would do elite straight justice to be a triple or above. And that- that might sound funny, but the way he's racing and the fact he stays here and you sort of prep him for the Roma Cup and then you prep him for the Colonel Reeves and the winter bottom and you do that for three or four, like you, you sort of like try and have like a sort of a rock magic legacy on the um, on the winter bottom to some degree. And that, that might do his legacy some uh, – his ability, sorry, some justice. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, I, I'm probably a bit selfish in the reason I want to see him go over there. It's just for my own enjoyment and how one of our good ones goes against there. I always love to watch them um, when they're over east, despite knowing absolutely nothing about the Eastern States form. But uh, so, it's just, yeah. just the way just the way he is now travelling. He is right now, he is better than ever. He's awesome. Yeah. He's better than – but he's better yeah. than ever. And yeah. that's, a, that's a big call coming from a – um, winning a winter bottom, sitting deep the troop when you were sort of racing way out of your grade at the time. So. Yeah, and he was only a young horse at that time. Yeah, well, exactly. Like experience right. wise, he still hasn't. The big thing I'd be, the only thing I'd be saying, if you're going over East for lead up races, and I like what you just said hey. there, is don't go down the straight. No, just no. that. That's I know. Last time because we're both, it's both these if it's down the straight. No, th- two of them. Yeah, he went went in the um, Lightning first up. Yeah, and then he went in the Newmarket. And then he raced in a Group One race at Mooney Valley, I think it was. Yeah, that yes. was his third. Go. That's, that's third go. when he's probably yeah. tired and yeah. cranky from yeah. not being going around a bend. So yeah. as long as you go around a bend, Mooney Valley is probably the one track you'd prefer to avoid as well. But if if that's the lead up, then it's the race. Off you go. You've it's, got to go. It's the race, and yeah. it's it's and if he the, the beauty of that race is it's in September. So if things don't go to plan or, or whatever, then he can always come back and he can have him cherry ripe for another winter bottom. Do you know yep. what I mean? So there's a fallback plan there, but just have a look. Have, listen to these numbers. This is the Everest from last mm-hmm. year. So Nature Strip wins uh, $15 million total. Um, the winner gets 6.2. Then it's that's 6.2 million. The second horse gets 2.3. Third gets 1.4. Fourth gets 1 million. So you can still finish. First in the winter bottom would be about six hundred thousand. Yeah, so how, how far down do I have to get before I see the same prize money as the winter bottom? So sixth in an Everest gets you half a million dollars. So it's so basically you can, running you can sixth in Everest is the same as running first in the winter bottom. Very roughly, close, yeah, yeah, roughly. Yeah, give, yeah. give or take, give or take, couple of bucks. So I mean, it's there, isn't it? It's mm. there. So I think I think some slot holders would have to be looking at a horse like Elite Street as a horse with the quality and the, I guess, the weapons to be an Everest contender. Mm-hmm. But then if they don't necessarily see him in that light because he hasn't done it there, then you could go to Mooney Valley, hit and run mission in the Moya, Group 1, Million Dollar Race. He wins, he goes to the Everest. If things don't go to plan or whatever, he can always come back and have a crack at the winter bottom. Do you think if he was given the um, – if he was given a slot beforehand, it might just be a case of getting him across and that's his one run over there to try and limit the – Maybe. Uh, I think there is one. As, as an advisor to the yard, what would you be thinking? Well – Just knowing the horse can be a little bit tower hot-headed yeah. at times. Maybe just to uh, to save elongating the campaign, yeah. you could you could shorten and go bang, bang. I still wouldn't mind going to the Moya yeah. first. And if you look at the blueprint for success in his um, wins over here, mm. um, he's had the runs beforehand. Like I think there was a bit of a worry. Oh, I guess last year there was the worry um, how many times you want to go back to the world, but he had three or four wins before the winter bottom. Yeah, so he was go. fourth up in the winter bottom. So you yeah. might learn from that and say, yeah. let's just be second up or third up or let's shorten that a little bit. But that's yeah. also, that might not be related to what start he was at. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, just such a highly strung, sort of fine-tuned, you know, machine really. Like it's very hard to keep keep horses at that. Yep. at that level for a long period of time. So, look, it's exciting for the connections and for WA Racing. I think some slot holders would have to genuinely be looking at him already. And if not, I would I would think that if if Dan, Dan's already probably going to be over there with Kissing All Four Cheeks, so um, could be an option, have a crack at Million Dollar Moya um, and then see what happens from there. But... We want to see it. Make it happen, BJ. Make it, all right, we'll, yeah. we'll see what we can do. He's got your ear. You've got his ear. Um, in which so, way? you got his ear, yeah. So that was uh, – but, yeah, and he got the better, better of Red Can Man again who is flying old Red Can, isn't he? He's just uh, unfortunate to run into such a beast like Elite Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%.
Um, yeah, Red Cam and progressing. That's your other. Geez, your two, your two mates, Wolfie and Wolfie and Morton. Yeah, head to head, just absolutely clearing out. It's funny looking back in retrospect. We saw them clear out in the Northern Sprint. There it wasn't a huge reason there'd be a difference, but um, yeah, absolutely cleared out again. I think it was over two lengths back to well, third. Well, yeah, it was exactly three lengths back to third. There was a few forgive me's in yeah. the run. Uh, big disappointment for me was comfort me. We gave it a forgive in the Northern Sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought while the back of Massimo probably wasn't the spot to be with the work it did, it still wasn't right or wasn't happy uh, as a horse. Um, but look, looking forward to the Belmont Sprint, we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, I'm excited. Even even seeing a horse like God is Chosen, um, Dig Deep won its maiden well, a, trial. Well. That's an odd Placement? I think it's been odd placement the entire prep. So God has chosen. God has chosen was one of the um, if that's the, if that's wildest the way drifts. Go. It is. He, yeah. he said that's the way they're going to go. Then they're going to go the high period in the Strickland, and those races fall away. Uh, Michael Grantham actually spoke about it well. He thinks Captain Chaos's race could be the high period by the time um, a lot of them fall away. I presume Red Can Man may not stretch out to the mile. I'd be wary of taking an eighty-nine rated to a. Belmont Sprint. Belmont Sprint. Yeah, that's, that's, that is not a good race for God has chosen. No, but I, Especially think, I think with God has chosen, the plan is to just just to get the points and go and contest some races. But I understand that. But if you're- if You're you, naturally going to get there, aren't you? Yeah. And also, you want to be on the minimum for a railway if that's the way you're- Yeah. You, so you want to you get in on the hundreds. How many points would it get roughly? You're probably more- Well, say it beats Red Can Man, who's a 108 rater now. Like it's- yeah. What would he? What would they have to pop it up to? He'd have to, he'd have to be at least 100, probably yeah, okay. more. So I you don't know. You couldn't win another race to be on the minimum in a railway, thinking if a railway is 100 plus. Man, yeah, it right. to be a strong railway. Mm. So I, I would suggest that that isn't a that isn't a terrific option for no. God has chosen. Interesting. I thought the win last week, um, the betting drift was wild. I, I, as I said, I had it two eighty, and I thought I was stupid. So when I even when it, when it touched three fifty, I, I thought I'm going to have a bet here, and then it shortened. Mm. So I didn't actually end up uh, end up on, um, but. It, it was a gift win yes. as well. Like it's landed on the back of the money horse who's given the cart yeah. right into it, Friar-esque. Um, Media Baron got a bit lost at the top of the straight. It was good. I was, I was happy with the run of Media Baron. I didn't realise it was 3.20 a place on Betfair. I wasn't alert enough mm. at the Broken Hill Hotel. I wasn't paying attention closely enough, unfortunately. Um, but And then Watch Me Dance as exactly what I thought would happen. God, mm. Bombay Style did not take it anywhere. And by the time it sprinted, it was behind God has chosen. Like, I reckon with, no with a better map. Yeah. But, yeah, it just it would just it all panned out perfectly. And, that, and it, it, still, it has done still, two starts in a row for God has chosen. It, so. It's still only well, – it was a length and a half. Like it was a – Dominant win, right? Yeah. However, wouldn't you have liked from a Belmont? It hasn't come back as well. Would you have come back? Bang. Yeah. It hasn't come back as well. I would have thought it was set up for a three length win, you know, (laughs) just, but maybe I'm disrespecting the place kids. However, just that you're right, just the way it did no work early, tracked up and just um, had them covered at the top of the straight. Mm. Still sort of just. Wanted to it's not being dig deep at wait for age. That's what you're trying to say, isn't it? In the sprint. Well, we I thought Cripper, you you and I worked out that dig deep would have won the taking a line through Elite Street that it would yep. probably would have won the Roma Cup. We yeah, just, well, so. I didn't want to bring that up, you know me. <laughs> I, I'm not one to bring up dig deep at any opportunity that I can. But uh, now look, I'm glad we're back at Belmont. I was excited what, what, to watch what did, what, Elite Street. Yeah, it was a good one. What did you before we leave the the Belmont last Saturday? What did you make of uh, the win of Devoted? Hopelessly, hopelessly devoted to yeah. Um, yeah, very good. I was a bit um, 
I like punting, obviously, but I was a bit uh, – I spoke to a group about it in the morning and I said, I reckon we have – because we were both about 250 devoted. So I didn't have a cent on it. I stick to my – I'm pretty good at the moment of sticking to my sort of my rules and whatnot, but I think it's one I should have probably marked $1.90. It reminded me of Magnificent Andy earlier that week where I was $2.40 and I never got my bet price really. I got a bit of 250 so I could have something on. But with devoted, I, I just couldn't have anything on because of how I marked it. And, um, yeah, much respect uh, to Mickey Grant the what he's done with advanced and now devoted um i think brad went up with a belmont guineas market on tab touch and just seeing some of those names i think at the top you've obviously got devoted another one son um then you've got the velvet queen and rock and Ori, and it just it just looks like a really really exciting race in in a month's time so i can't wait to see devoted and other one son in particular clash yeah one race you did get bang on no white flag well i've got Few of them pretty bang on. Our rule layout was stiff on it. Yeah, you got. The, I thought my got, tweet got, was fairly got, fairly accurate. You got my, that my first big bet of the Belmont season, yeah. and I'm having a I had a whack at rule layout nine ten to one and uh, jumps five fifty and get knobbed by uh, get knobbed by Snivy Mish. You're kidding me. You're genuinely kidding me. <laughs> and a few of the lads around me, they were all on. They were all celebrated on the line, and I've just gone. Oh, uh, I don't know. Actually, yeah. I reckon that looked like an and that was the ugliest of bobs. Like that was a proper. you um, I think you were in front. I think you actually. Oh, hit, I think you I were saw actually the race. in front. Thanks, yeah. BJ. Yeah, I saw the race. Um, no, but I mean, like, just, like, moment, <laughs> just <laughs> no, that frame. Sookie, by the way. Frame before the line. Yeah, we were in front before and after the line, but um, yeah, no, I checked and doesn't pay anything, unfortunately. But so um, no, uh, yeah, no. What though was another one. It, it's big betting drift. Uh, I thought. I don't know. Maybe ever. I just thought it would be the the popular runner. Uh, a little bit of a gift, I think. Imprudent work to the breeze around second, so that to me doesn't really push that as a big win. Um, but big, um, yeah. There's upside there with no white flag. And I said no white flag. This campaign will be a great horse to follow because we know it. But mm. like, it'll go. Say next start right, it runs into. I can't think of just a really quick sprinter, BJ. Just it runs into a. Whoever, someone very quick, right? Zebel or something like Runs that. Runs into Z. Let's yeah. just pick Z. Well, that's a great name. Pit runs into a Zebel and one other. Um, it, it'll be no white flag will open regardless where it goes next up. Pretty short, I'd suggest. It'll be well wanted. And we know if not, if we can map it to not find the front, you can just about put a line through it, I reckon. So no white flag this campaign will be a great horse to follow, whether it's backing or taking it on. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm really excited about uh Yeah. I'm gonna have a. It's gonna be my good. Orders. Good result for uh, Toddy Harvey as was well. Was a good. Was yeah. a good result after Mr. Delegator went pretty. Uh, went all ordinary. It was a bit. Um, it was a stock. It went. Uh, <laughs> wasn't good. It. Um, <laughs> I think horses without cover did struggle, but they're struggling and then there's failing. Yeah, I think that was closer to the failing after a really nice trial. So uh, hopefully they find a little issue there or um, something minor, which they can uh, put that performance down to. Todd Harvey, uh, prior to I think during uh, did he had, I think he had a runner yesterday maybe he was uh, eleven winners from forty four runners twenty five percent in town so that's what they're calling him now. What's that, Mister Twenty Five Percent? Are they? <laughs> well, maybe that's just what he's calling himself. But uh, but that uh, was a good good win for the for the yeah. It was just good racing all around. The baby that one um, from Dan's yard, top of the pops, that's three in a row for him. Mm. It's, it that that signaled welcome back to Belmont because. Yeah. Um, Mr. Cova kicked clear, and I think at Ascot it wins, but yeah. top of the pops. And even Chris was pretty confident. He was saying, I think, post-race, yeah. um, he was pretty confident he was going to reel it in. So that that said, welcome back to Belmont. Yeah. You're, all, you're all getting your chance here, yeah. team. And then there was a bit of uh, 
bit of drama and a bit of theatre to finish the day and the get-out stakes as well with Macanto yeah. getting the bob and a protest. That protest felt like, did that go on for a long time? didn't really it? affect I had a tiny save of Macanto, but yeah. it didn't really affect me all that much. So at that stage of proceeding, I think Brad and I were looking at for, for some specials at the Greys, I think, at that stage of proceeding. No, <laughs> no we weren't. I'm kidding. Um, but it wasn't, We're messaging, say, uh, messaging Callum Robson to get yeah, the, uh, exactly. to get yeah, the where's, Greyhound. Where's well. the set? Where's yeah. your set, champ? Um, but no, I, uh, yeah, once Featherweight got that far back, I thought Featherweight went huge, by the way. I was saying yeah. to you before, I think if, if Chris uh, lands where McCanto did, and there's no reason it wasn't going to because they're both – you consider them pretty similar beginners. You'd probably – I thought you'd probably say Featherweight would be superior Yes, yeah. me too because um, they ran the quickest last two. Um, out-sprinted Secret Plan. She rode uh, – Holly rode Secret Plan perfectly. Yeah. Um, I thought too. It was just a – it was a race that annoyed me from a speed map point of view because you could see Charge and He's Gold both happy to stay out of the – the speed battle and straight away it changes the map and then i I bet stephen miller's thinking geez i've just scratched timely outburst from a race where i probably would have found the breeze um and if it found the breeze there you'd think it probably would have won but um cross statement really progressive and and i like what they're doing there and i still think cross statement will be just as good with a smother if need be it's it's versatile did Lockie taylor throw in the did he fire in the protest i don't know i'm gonna gonna, i want to have a chat to Lockie about that yeah Yeah. i'm gonna would you to have lock or lock and brit on the on the show again i'll have to get them on for the sprint or hyperion day if they're they can or one or one or the other but um yeah I, I would like to know more about that i don't know yeah more will be revealed yeah, yeah. so uh, um i wonder if uh, i wonder if Lockie's actually fronted the stewards for a uh, you know protest discussion before if his dad's not there i wonder if he's, he's he, he would have done if, yeah. if oh if need be yeah if jim wasn't present so. uh, i wouldn't even seen the head on so i don't mm. really know what the what the um issue was there but um I think Lockie had a big bet so. <laughs> <laughs> What's your reason for protesting? <laughs> have a look at the size of my investment. <laughs> so, I, haven't, uh, I haven't gone each way. <laughs> so that was back to Belmont. Back to Belmont with the bangs. Just joking. Um, it was outstanding to to uh, to to get the surface we did, and then again yesterday the surface was 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 pretty fair. I thought. Yeah, no, it was the, massive. Yeah. I reckon massively on pace yesterday. Yeah. Actually, I reckon it was uh, the rail was good. Uh, yesterday was yeah. Yesterday was unexpected but i reckon you'll find i know i know the last there were some winners that came from rearwood but they had to come from rearwood yeah like they had to some races you people go oh but that come from last like, well, one of them was a stain race one was forget the stain yeah. races i don't look at pattern yeah. wise that doesn't matter but you're talking the race where oh geez who got it colossal beat hammer mill yeah right down the outside have a look how brandon louis and something the jockey Coaches, Peter Hall, need to have a chat to Brandon because mm. that's dangerous what he's done twice now. On my lane, I nearly knocked over Capital Flight, Chrissy Nickel, and when he rode timely outburst to win, um, nearly knocked over Michelada crossing to the fence too soon. Like they have to have a chat to him about that because that's going to cause a fall. Like that's I might I might sound like serious Sam right now, but that's that was a concerning watch, I felt. Um, crossing to the pine before there's uh Was there anything air. in the stewards? Uh, I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I you're right. I haven't reviewed yesterday. You are you are right. He'll get time. He has to get time for that. He I've only seen a live, I've watched a replay, got, so just got reprimanded by looks. Yeah, okay. So. But just oh, just needs to yeah, just probably just needs some uh just some advice. A whisper in the ear, make sure there's clear. Um, clear air before crossing to the fence, but so uh, yeah, I thought yesterday was a little bit on pace. Well, I just thought, considering the the amount of rain that we had leading like the night it's a good before, four. yeah, it was a good four, yeah, yeah, I was, which was it's definitely going to be a good four Saturday then. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. So, all right. So, 
we're uh, we're Ruffling. right we're right in the thick of things now with uh, with Belmont um, Sky Racing Provincial Championship Series Final on Saturday, and then the following Saturday is Belmont Sprint Day. So we're we're all over it. And BJ, don't forget to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city meets, get out stakes competition, and we have Timmy Gears returning as our champion to take on Nick Carrarapalotti. <laughs> The uh, the Goldfields guru, uh, good lad, Nick, absolute character um, in this week's uh, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. And if we're getting Nick on for the comp, we might as well have a quick chat with him. So how about we give him a buzz now, PJ? We're going to bring him in? Yeah, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Nick Carapalotti, let's have a chat to uh, the man making a name for himself in the Goldfields in uh, the last couple of years or so. Let's have a chat to Nick. We're chatting on WhatsApp last night, Terry, mm. and you said that uh, Nick Carapalotti wants to have a crack at the mastermind. So I thought, I don't actually have had the pleasure of meeting Nick. I think we should get him on for a chat before he uh, has a crack at the mastermind. So uh, Terry agreed, Nick's agreed, and here he is, Nick Carapalotti. Welcome to the 1-1, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, it's good to have you on, uh, Nick Carapalotti. How's the pronunciation with your last name there, champ? I got that right? Um, champ, <laughs> you're champ, you're nice and early as well. <laughs> You've improved more than the maidens, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, uh, tell you what, Nick. One thing you are doing is you're getting him to improve from uh, from some reasonable trainers. I guess. What do we want to do, BJ? I usually conduct these interviews. I'm not. This isn't my strength. Well, do we want to? Do we want to ask Nick about his his journey in the yeah, game? Yeah. Well, I just where, where yeah, I'm very interested to to uh, hear Nick's story. I, I was reading. I, I read a piece written by Giulio Santarelli, the Italian stallion, and um, yeah, it just said that uh, you, you're from Canberra originally, and you work for some some pretty amazing trainers, really. Frank Cleary, James Cummings, Peter Moody, and then all of a sudden you've landed in the goldfields, and you're with Peter Fernie, taking out your own trainer's license. I'm just interested to know what uh, the Nick Carapalotti story. What can you What can you tell us, mate? I won't tell you everything. I'll leave that for me. Memoirs after I've trained a few group one winners. But, um, <laughs> so <laughs> the start of the racing career for me, I was bloody, I got kicked out of school. I was camping on people's couches. Yeah, I know. I just never had a, an attitude for school. Right, real, um, well, geez, I should have put the tongue tie blinkers, Norton bit, <laughs> and everything on me, but. <laughs> the ultimate gear change probably would have helped him a lot. But, <laughs> um, but no, so I grew up riding horses out on farms and stations and my stepdad, we used to break in all the local station horses. So I got me sort of bearings there with horses and then um, I moved out of home or it was a uh, unanimous decision at about 15. And from then I sort of just went from mate's house to mate's house and got kicked out of school, and I went, fuck, I better start earning some money. And um, at the time, I got kicked out before year 12. I tried to go get some trades and apprenticeships and all of that, but they didn't want to know me because there was no TAFE, there was no year 12 certificate. So I just went for a, <laughs> I remembered I could ride a horse. So I went for a stroll down to Queanbeyan Racecourse. First bloke I bumped into was Frank Cleary. I said, mate, you got, you got any work going? He said, what can you do? I said, oh, well, breaking horses, I do do this, do that, all that sort of stuff. And he went, fuck, all right, I'll see you here tomorrow morning. And um, it kind of kicked off from there. So what what year would that have been, uh, Nick? Oh, Jesus, how old is I? Oh, 
2011 or 12, I think. Okay, so so for the listeners, I Frank Frank Cleary was a uh, yeah was a top sort of New South Wales provincial trainer. He had um, trained a Golden Slipper winner, Catbird, and he also had yeah, a very yeah. good two year old by the name of Clan O'Sullivan when I was growing up. I think he ran second, might have won a Magic Wins and ran second in the Slipper as well. So black, yeah, I think he might have got black opal with that horse. Too. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So worked. At- God, I rode for everyone in Queanbeyan at some stage. Frank, his son, Joe. Um, I was there for oh, two or three years, I think, and then uh, got in a bit of trouble with the stewards over a dirty swab. Um, had a bit of time on the sidelines when I worked on some farms, uh, doing some pre-training and that. Came back. I did about six months back at Queanbeyan, and my mate just said, look, dude, you're fucking... You're dying here. You, you got to get out and experience what real racing is. And um, off to Sydney, I went. And yeah, that was a bloody uh, big eye opener seeing how they do it in the city there. So was, was, that, like, was, that, was he, that straight to James Cummings? Uh, no, straight to Anthony first. Yes, he, um, he they kind of take in anyone. Um, so I jumped in there it lasted about two weeks and I got the shits with it and James sort of poached me from across the the barn and um, at that time it was under Bart so I say I rode for Bart but it we we never saw Bart. It's more just uh, fluffing up the resume that, that name dropped. <laughs> never, let the tr- never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and then, yeah, I think I would have been in Sydney for about a uh, year or two. I can't quite remember. It was a uh, a wild time, that's for sure. <laughs> and then <laughs> parted ways with James and ended up with the master Moody. And just kept on really building the knowledge every stable I went to. Mm. Like, you'd see how they'd do it. And you, so was that when Moody um, was at Caulfield? Uh, no, when Moody was at, he had a satellite stable in, in Sydney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we weren't too good at Randwick. I'll tell you what, we could win every trial we put a horse in. <laughs> but um, when it came to winning races, I think we only won about two races in the time I was there. Um, and, yeah, then packed up my bags and uh, ended up in Kalgoorlie. So you've gone from hustle and bustle of Sydney, Royal Randwick, and you've landed in Kalgoorlie. What was that like, Nick? Oh, it was a um, it was a change, that's for sure. You go from being able to <laughs> go out and have Korean, Thai, Chinese, all the different uh, different cultures, and you come to Kalgoorlie and you get sweet and sour pork or honey soy chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the diet. It was the diet that affected the uh, that was affected the most, wasn't it? <laughs> oh no, there was a few things affected. But Kyogle kind of it um, suits me down to a T for the time being. Like I grew up country New South Wales, and yeah, yeah. um, so I quite like the, the country lifestyle we've got going on here. Because it's small enough, it means I can work two jobs. Like I've got a full time office job as well. Which um, helps fund uh, fund the purchases that I make. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and it, it helps keep me in line because too much free time it just drives me drives me nuts. So so why this did, week at home it, I'm climbing the walls. Why did you um Why did you come to Kalgoorlie? What was the um, What was the carrot? The carrot was um my off field performances. So I've always been a bit of a. A naughty little child in the off off field, um, 
at the time I was seeing a girl and she said, look, I'm, I'm moving to WA. And I had a look at what I was doing in my personal life and I went, you know what, like, because I grew up a bit tough on the street, sort of looking for, looking out for myself. But there comes a time when you just got to go, hey, were you going to be a victim to your own circumstances or uh, are you going to make a change? So I went, look, I've been doing this same stuff for the last, oh, shit, since I was 14, probably a bit earlier. And I went, right, it's time for a change. And the best thing about Kalgoorlie is it's an honest little town. Like, if you come here and you're dead set looking to make a change and you're ready to work hard for it, the whole town just opens up to you. Like, the support you get is just unreal. And in saying that, racing's exactly the same, you know. Like, we have a lot of misguided people that um, run into a fair bit of trouble off the field. Um, And when they come and they want to have a decent crack, racing just opens their arms for it as long as you're there, honest and uh, ready to make a change for yourself. So, yeah, that was a catalyst for moving. So when did, and, um, when did you uh, when did you encounter the Fernie family for the first time, Nick? Uh, I'd been in Cal for about a year. Um, had a, Still had a few more issues, uh, personal issues I was trying to work out. Um, again, had a nice little uh, suspension, thankful, uh, thanks to the stewards. And I took that time off and really sort of re-evaluated myself, um, put myself through a fair bit of therapy and some counselling and came back and the Fernie saw what I did in the off-field, all the work that I put in to better myself and they went, shit, this bloke's worth a crack. And uh, yeah, Peter just came up and said, look, I know you're doing it a bit tough at the moment. And um, he paid me overs for a week's work and... um, at a time when I was extremely tight on coin. And, uh, yeah, I just stuck with it from then. And now we sit up and they take me out for my birthday dinner and <laughs> it's a bit like a family situation for me at the moment with the 30s. So how long have you been, you've been working for, for Pete and the, the Fernie uh, racing yeah, five, five or six years. Yep. And what, just, so, yeah, just riding work and ground work? Yeah, I'm also just riding work. Yeah. Um, I tend to stick to the unique horses that need um, <laughs> need a bit of time and someone with a bit of patience. So yeah. So so you've you've got plenty of experience working in New South Wales. Come to Kalgoorlie, the Peter Fernie and the family take you under their wing, like learning learning your trade as you go along. When was the moment that you thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get my trainer's license. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a crack. Um, I probably would have been a few years ago. Oh, actually, <laughs> male competition, you know. Uh, it would have been when young Luke come through and then he sort of bridged out on his own and I saw what he did. And um, I just went, you know what, I can either sit here and ride work for the rest of my life and get paid $15 or 15 a ride, line one up on the punt and make me money that way or <laughs> I can, uh, <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can uh, <laughs> branch out, you know. And me being the progressive sort of type I am, I've got the shit being under Peter and it's like you sit there and you do all the work and eventually like you don't need to be told what to do and it's just like, right, I either sit here and keep doing it and, eventually go brain dead or uh, I take the step and, yeah, push myself. 
Well, speaking about lining one up on the uh, on the punt, Nick, I didn't know you at the time, but I remember watching uh, your first winner. Jeez, uh, we're, we're we're sponsored by Betfair, so I remember at the time I was. I think it would have been the best part of two hundred to one on Betfair. It was there's a chance written by Christo Sardelic. That particular day, A, did you give it a chance, and B, if you did, did you have something on? I. I did give it a chance. Um, I just had a lucky bet on it, though. I just had, you know, yeah, a, um, it's one. Of, yeah, a trainer's bet. Really, I only bloody plonked. Oh, I forgot how much, but I got about seven back. So yeah, but it, it's funny, you know. Like I, from riding work, we used to would see maidens or would ride one, and we go, "Fuck this things, this things working nice. We're going to have a red hot crack," and would would drop about a grand on it. But since becoming a trainer, it. Um, you can't really punt your own horses. I had some advice from someone. He said, mate, it's the quickest way to hate your own horses to punt them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you work them and you're sitting there going, far out, I really like how these things work and I reckon I'm on here. So you have a good crack at it and then something goes wrong. The jockey makes a mistake and me being the young trainer I am, I can't get the likes of uh, those seasoned professionals straight off the bat. You know, so I'm stuck with apprentices and uh, jockeys that do make mistakes, try their best. And um, and you watch it all unfold and, and you run fifth and you're sitting there, money out of pocket, and you're going, fuck. As <laughs> 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 trainers, we get 10% of the prize money. So nowadays, I just go, you know what, if I win, there's no point punting it. I'll get me 10%. So we'll just play it honest and... Um, and yeah, we do it like that, and we'll leave the punting up to the professionals like you boys. Oh, yeah. So, so there, there's a chance that was the 25th of July last year. Yep. Your yeah. very first winner. It looks like it was your one, two, three. Fifth, I think it was your eighth, sixth. eighth runner, was it? Eighth? Yeah, eighth. 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 yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So you've kicked off strong. There's a chance, and then. Uh, not long after, it's one again. There's a chance. There's a chance with Mitchell Payton yeah, on board. He- Oh, we won't talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> you nearly won a Saturday, the, the Saturday meeting, the Kalgoorlie Cup meeting yeah. from memory as well. You were beating a very small margin in a, oh. I think that would have been a $60,000 race that day as well. Made amends at its following start. But tell us a bit about uh, the current team. I believe there's some new additions as well, Nick. There is, there is. There's and who's your favourite owner? Who's your favourite owner, actually, as well? <laughs> oh, probably the bloke that owns it. There's a chance. Uh, right, that's not the answer. Oh, <laughs> 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 right, Terence, I do love when uh, we have our late night strategy meetings. <laughs> Sometimes you call me after a few bottles of wine, and I just like to wind you up, tell them <laughs> we'll write them all back, and call you an idiot. But you know, ah, uh, anyway, tell us about the additions. <laughs> Come on, get on with it. <laughs> um, so. <clears throat> I bought two maidens off Darren McAuliffe. We've got Feuding and uh, Ruling Dam, mm-hmm. a nice little universal filly. Um, uh, Phil Naylor's actually sent me <laughs> another long shot from last year, Pyro. Yep. Yeah, he won about then, 300 to 1 last year. Yeah. Christo might have been. Yeah, yeah. Christo, yeah. Jeez, Christo. Yeah, yeah, Christo. <laughs> he's out with a broken leg at the moment. He keeps sending me messages saying he's going to fly over for Kyagooli, but... Are we going to put him on ours? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I yeah. reckon we'll ride it back too. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best option. I think. <laughs> hey, so, Nick, Nick, Nick <laughs> j- just, are you on Twitter? 
No, no, I'm not. Now there was there was some there was some footage uh, that we that we took when uh, we we did a uh, edition of the one one out of the Jimmy Taylor Racing Stables, and uh, Terry got it, got in the yard to do to uh, pick up. I lost some, a bet to Brittany. Yeah, and I had to muck out some yards. Yeah, and so one of the horses uh, sort of charged Terry and sort of had a bit of a go at him and um, it was very funny actually we'll send you that send you the, <laughs> the <laughs> it was our, it was our highest performing post ever on social media from the one one anyway that that horse that horse was a horse called spin a long time and I just noticed that spin a long time defeated Saturday sinner which Terry is a part owner of by like a lip at Kalgoorlie the other day, mm. so that was <laughs> the, horse, the horse hates me. I think the, just uh, yeah, the horse hates me. But uh, no, we've we've yeah, been all right, we've Terry. I've been working with horses for twenty years, and I still get chased out of the yard every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still having nightmares, Nick. I'm still, I'm still having nightmares. When's uh, when is our horse going around? Saturday, Cena going around next? Uh, the 29th, mate. Just wins without seeing a field, no, a barrier. No. Just just how much? Lovely weather today, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> mate. I it's, I wish I could tip my horses. However, when you have a look at the horses I take, they're all they've all been through the mill. Um, they're cast offs. So, if I was getting good blood stock, um, and we could just put them through the mill like that, I'd be going, yeah, yeah, beautiful. But all of the horses I've got, like some days they turn up, some days they don't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's extremely hard for me to say, yeah, just wins, just wins. Oh, I love but I'll tell you what, when he gets over the line, because he cops it well, so I reckon we'll be able to string two together. Love the love the honesty, Nick. Mate, hey, so you said that you've got a full-time job as well. What do you do when the, the racing season finishes or, or what do you do for the outside of racing? Uh, outside of racing, I still work the full-time job and uh, just go mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, it's a serious thing. Like, if I've got no horses in work, I've heard people tell me, um, they're like, Nick, are you doing all right? I'm like, well, I, I think so, yeah. I'm like, you just you just don't know what day it is. Um, so <laughs> this year, I reckon I'll probably keep a few in. Um, Do the Esperance. Um, Esperance uh, yeah, we might check down. Esperance is a bit hard. Yeah. Um, not only logistically, but the track in previous years is just rock hard. Um, so I, I don't like it, but hopefully uh, hopefully the club, who knows, they might hear this and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I took World Ruler down there once when I first started, and he couldn't walk for two weeks afterwards. So I, I toy with it, but I don't know, I might just buy a float and uh, come up for a midweek or something like that. So how... how uh how hard is it for um, a young guy looking to uh, get out, do his thing as a, as a thoroughbred horse trainer in West Australia? How hard is it to get started? Um, oh, it really, it really depends. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like you have a look at how, how Luke started and um, how a few other people start, and they're quite lucky to um, have family in the industry. So they kind of get a kickstart from there. I was lucky enough that Peter just, uh, the pierces offered him a lease horse and he didn't want it, so he gave it to me. Um, but outside of that, you, I'd suggest you, you got to have about 20 grand in the bank and just go out and buy a horse and, and do your best with it. My theory is, is I'll just buy a few, um, do well with them, and uh, then people sort of have to take notice, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. So you came to town last Saturday 
for uh, with, yeah. with uh, there's a chance and uh, um, went around in the uh, in the mild graduation. What was it like? Was that your first metro runner? No, no, I, I did take him to town last year at the end of his prep for the Apprentices Cup. Okay, yep. Um, and oh, geez, that was a horror show. <laughs> uh, yeah, we told her to lead, and she led all the way till the twelve hundred, and then um, decided to ride in midfield for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, um, but no, it wasn't too bad. Look, they also had a. It turns out we've got a virus with him. Yep. Um, so he didn't quite race how, he, how I expected him to, um, but that's racing, you know, we'll, we'll just take him back home and, uh, and do some vet work on him and live to fight another day. Kalgoorlie Cup, here we come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see how we go. Look, yeah, Kalgoorlie Cup is on the cards for him. We could do the Boulder Cup into the Kalgoorlie Cup. Um, I'd like to see the horse racing in town. Um, a lot more to be honest like if you have a look at his racing style when he races in Kalgoorlie he, the tempo just quite isn't there um, there to see the best of the horse like he does race really well here um, but just one thing I've noticed from his races is that I just think he'd suit that um, that metro speed you know but uh, but yeah very good. Hey, Nick, as I said at the start, I haven't had a chance to chat to you before, but, yeah, you've got a great story. It's fantastic to see uh, young guys having a crack at thoroughbred horse training and you've definitely got the grounding and the, uh, and the knowledge there having worked under some of the, some of the very best, uh, including uh, Peter Fernie in Kalgoorlie. Uh, mate, all the best during the Kalgoorlie season um, 2022 and, um, yeah, mate, like keep, keep kicking goals and uh, hopefully you can get that uh, Saturday Sinner across the line for our man, the Perth <laughs> Racing Guru. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Nick, we're going to head towards the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Have you had a have you have you listened? Have you before? listened? Yeah. Have you listened? Yeah, you know yeah. No, I, I did listen. Do you, yeah, remember, yeah, you, yeah. you remember your name? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's, that's all you need then, basically. All right. Well, let's hang on. Let's take a break. Or we'll just take a break and we'll get uh, the carrier of a champ, Timmy Gears, on the line. And uh, Nick and uh, Timmy can face off in this week's edition of the uh, Mastermind. Okay. It's time to partner with Betfair and preview Provincial Championship Series final day. Terry Layton, BJ Ryan, we are teaming up to record episode 126 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is just after 12 noon on Thursday, the 19th of May. York. York racing today. Yeah, Yorker. Happy hunting ground for the guru is York. It's been been hit and miss, you know, the old the old undulating mm. un, undulating racetracks. Just look for G Crispin in the race book. And <laughs> is Carrie Desanya going to run us Yeah, today? she does, yeah. Oh. yeah she's got a, She's going to try and um, – Well, that'll be getting mine then. Yeah, old, old blackie <laughs> smuggler. Uh, having start number 736. <laughs> there are some track specialists around at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Dead set. Yep. Uh, so York uh, in action today. So by the time this comes out, Black Smuggler would have uh, already saluted. Ah, um, panels. Belmont and Carnarvon Saturday. And we're off to the Goldfields uh, with the Calgary meeting on Sunday. Stay tuned throughout the show, BJ, on uh, how on info.
on how you can enter uh, the Get Out Stakes. Market City Meets, Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, in the last. Um, and don't forget, we have our champ uh, champ versus challenger. Mm-hmm. Back to the the uh, the old format yep. of the Mastermind, the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Last week's winner, Timmy Gears, Jeers, Timmy, Timmy G. To a G. TG. <laughs> Uh, taking on our, uh, our Goldfields Galloper, uh, the character, Nick Character Pilotti. <laughs> How many times can I pronounce his name differently? But I'm looking forward, the, to, the, looking forward to that battle. The Saturday Sino himself. Yeah, Nick exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. We got a tried horse that's uh, basically named after, well, it could be named after a few people. Yeah, suggest, reckon, but, uh, yeah. Apt, fitting. All right. Bet for Edge tomorrow? Bet for Edge tomorrow. Apps and podcasts and radios. <laughs> One week I'm just going to give out. It was good last week. It's good to have Miles back. I didn't have to host and um, be a plod, but um, but uh, Tommy and um, and Lath helped out the last few. Tommy Johnson, they were crackers. Lath Manson, they were they were brilliant. So uh, yeah, no, it was good to have Miles back though, and Miles um, um, and myself will team up and see how we go. The faithful would have been pretty happy, eh? Give out a few. Few booms and bangs on which one? Uh, the faithful, the bet- oh, he loves it. Loves a boomer and a banger. Yeah, he loves it. I tell you what, for a man that tries to do six cards, though, he finds a lot of winners. Like at <laughs> first, I'm thinking like, you're kidding. Like this is enough, but you must be tipping everything and just. But he's he's like he's really. However, he comes up with his. Um, final selections and whatnot. And he does use all, because he speaks to a lot of professionals in different states. The way he siphons that information is first class. Like it really, really, really is. When are you going to, I want to see. Incredible. I want to know when you're going to make your debut on the uh, SEN track. Oh, I used to go on Sundays um, on the radio, but I just said. uh, Is this pre-race day? Uh, like an hour before or just before the um, WA meeting had started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles and Tags would get me on, have a bit of a chat with them. But, yeah. um, you yeah, know, I've just, I just text them through for Miles now at yeah. this stage. But uh, I reckon Miles is going to do a couple of- guru with I think he's going to do a, I think he's going to do a couple of uh, sets in WA. So I reckon <laughs> I might get a run on a Sunday at some point. I might pop in and- yeah, geez, that'll be entertaining. Yeah. Isn't it something? Have you listened? Uh, bits and pieces. Because yeah. I'd never listened to it yeah. before and I tuned in. And I was yeah. like, this is just a couple of blokes sound like they're sitting at the local pub and just yelling at the <laughs> yelling at the screen. You should have recorded the Broken Hill from uh, last Saturday. Oh, yeah. my God. It's uh, filmed it. Yeah, it's great stuff. All right. It's uh, Sky Channel Provincial Championship Series final day at Belmont this Saturday, the 21st of May. Let's get stuck in. The rail's out at the six-metre position after commencing at the three metres last Saturday. We got a maximum of 25 degrees at the moment, but we've had rain during the week. I think there's rain uh, on Sunday for Yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Sunday, (sighs) heavy rain for the Dockers versus uh, Collingwood game on Sunday. But I think we're going to escape on Saturday. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it's um, that the rain doesn't become too much of a factor. We had about... Um, we had some. Do we get around? Do we get about ten mil yesterday? Um, it was under ten. It was under never, 10. It was still a good four throughout. So it's going to be. It's definitely going to be a good four Saturday. Yep. I'd say next Wednesday it's got to be a chance of a heavy deck. Though. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Race one of the day is the Drummond Golf Plate for the two year olds over one thousand meters. Eleven fifty nine a.m. That's when we get underway out there at Belmont, and we see the return of Rev it up. Four starts, three wins for the Dion Luciani trained filly. Um, she she was pretty dominant in some of those victories. Only tasted defeat once um, in the Crystal Slipper Stakes, of course. Um, surprised that she missed the the features, the um, 
every the the lead ups and, and the carry cutter, but she's she's back post uh, post the uh, autumn racing carnival, and now she's uh, coming off two four hundred pretty sharp four hundred meter lead up trial wins, and she stands out as the horse to beat, and the market suggests so as well. Terry, yeah, <laughs> that's it. This is yeah. a shock. this is just incredible. Pro UK to kick off the day. Well, I'm really surprised. When did you have a chat about how we had two divisions of That's what I was about yeah. to say. There's, you got some really nice horses that went around, and that was over 1,200, fair enough. Some really nice two-year-olds, but um, they're running for fair. Maybe they thought they couldn't beat Revital. I'm not sure. They weren't even nominated. No. That's the thing. There was, no. Yeah, it's surprising because your second prize on Saturday is the same as what first prize effectively very close to was on, um, yeah, so on Wednesday. Yes, yes at Belmont, we had two divisions of the 1,200 yeah. metre maiden. Had good horses, Lord Gannicus, Sky Duke, Pierre Art, who What are they, $25,000? Uh, and Pierre Art over the 12 rather than the 1,000. The 1,000 for me would have made more sense. I think there is just the old mindset, oh, we'll go to the easier option and go midweek. And it turns out you don't, you can't just look at the prize money or the or the rating of the race, sometimes the easier races. Well, let's, um, take, let's take this to a maiden. Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Oh, this yeah. is uh, – it's very thin. So, um, yeah, look, rev it up. Should be winning. BJ, um, nice little weight swing for Born and Bred and it's Clash versus Capo Veloce. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, not for me here, BJ. Those two horses have uh, clashed in the in their final lead-up trial oh. and their race and Capo Veloce came out on top on both – Occasions, uh, they're both coming out of a straight Pinjara thousand metre maiden capo and born and bred. Uh, there's a horse in this race who I reckon's got a bit of ability, but it's going to go around at a million to one. It can't win, but I don't mind a horse called Tropical Sun. I thought I liked its trial on the 26th of April, and I didn't think its debut in that Tiffany Street race was was all that bad. Finished alongside Rock on Molly, and she came out and ran second to uh, Lord Gannicus yesterday. So. Keep an eye on Tropical Sun if it falls into a race um, um, post post her, uh, her sad day assignment, Tropical Sun. But it does look like a pretty much a gift for the resuming Rev It Up. Yeah, it's a little 40K gift for, for Dion. What um, what did Brad go up? Uh, I didn't even really look, to be honest with you. It wasn't a race that ever grabbed me. $1.70 maybe? $1.80? Let's have a look. I'm not sure. It wasn't a race that ever really appealed to me. I think we've spent too much time on it, to be honest, already. Uh, $1.85 in $2.60 for oh. Rev It Up. All right. Might have been good shopping. Race two uh, is the Vale Allen Lilly handicap for the three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. Just um quick comment on Alan. Alan Lilly was one of uh, my dad's great friends, actually, oh. and he passed away recently. Um, I was unable to attend his funeral through through um through COVID and um but yeah so I think the funeral was last Tuesday. Alan was a very accomplished rider, uh, jockey in his um in the I guess seventies and eighties, maybe early nineties as well. Um, you would have loved Lil's Terry when the more money was on, the better Lil's rode. He was a, always well regarded as a very big money jockey um which was how you made your uh your your wages back in back in those days guru so alan was very well regarded for his ability to um to uh get them over the line when um connection had had a bet uh tiger lily was his <laughs> nickname and um loved horse racing uh, even in retirement he was out the races most saturdays and um yeah, and even when Dad went to his his uh, property um, to pick out some clothes for him to to wear at his at his uh, funeral, the form guide and the pad and pen was out at the kitchen table as well. So Lil's um, even in, into his seventies was still doing the form and trying to find a few winners. And um, yeah, he'll be he'll be really missed. So uh, R.I.P. Lil's and um, yeah, and to all his family and friends as well. Well said. Uh, okay, so race name in his honour. It's a 
three-year-old contest. And uh, I guess most will be leaning towards the Simon A. Miller trained filly hardly ever, who um, I guess showed us a bit of bit more of what she's really capable of last start with sitting outside leader and sort of drawing clear for quite a quite a smart uh, twelve hundred meter second half victory at Ascot. Yeah, it looks uh, looks hardly ever's race. Very hard to go past. It looks the mapped horse, um, potentially the best horse in the race. Snipperucci might have a higher ceiling. That's mm. the thing here. It's a bit of an unknown, but I mean, Snipperucci looks like a horse that not much can go wrong in her races for her to win. And from Barrier Nine with a bunch of speed under her. Mm, it, you, you're hard pressed to give her the breeze, like you know what I mean. Like it's, she's no guarantee she's going to find it. They might slow their medicine and go back here and go back yeah. to that style of racing and try to ride her cold. And um, I just don't know if um, she gets past hardly ever. Who's probably going to land very close to the one-one and should be in clear air and should have a nice gap on her Simon at the top a of the straight. So. Simon A and Paddy Pike. Yeah, Paddy Pike and, and <laughs> Simon A, and um, they should continue their. Uh, yeah, their, their recent domination, it's been something else. So. They've, just, they've been putting on an absolute clinic. They certainly have been. They who've got, who've been. got leading? Uh, I had- you got Ragnar uh, I, or Tad Williams? Yeah, no, I'm not, not sure. And mm. I wasn't too perturbed. I think Tad, I think they might be happy sitting up to the 1,200 yeah. potentially. Yeah. I think that won't, won't go in with, we have to lead this. When, well, you, when you look at it, and we saw- There was no spoke, intent in its trial or its first up. Right? Yeah, and yeah. we spoke about it earlier in regards to last week- um, uh, the last race, Prince, uh, he's gold, sorry, not Prince, he's gold. He's gold, And um, the other one, Charge, both. I think they probably looked at the maps and thought they'd try and be cute. And So this, what will happen when you see a lot of leaders in the race, and it's something I probably need to be a little bit better at and be more mindful of, is that everyone else does the maps as well. There's mm. not just four horses going to chop at each other for the lead. Usually there's some mindsets about who goes forward, who doesn't, and it ends up working itself out without being as much of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in, in saying that, I think Roy will be coming to town saying with Prince Ragnar, we want to lead, but I think it'll end up sitting. Pat's got Sass will want to try and kick up. Don't like it back to the top. I think it's real poor placement. I feel, I feel like I think it's got three really, wide, it's three got, wide, no cover written all over it. Pat's got sass. It's just got a real, it's just a real bad placement. Yeah. I think back, I think it's a horse that's looking to go a little bit further. If anything, um, back to the fourteen hundred in a three. It was a great time to take on the older horses for Pat's yeah. got sass. So I just don't understand yeah. that whatsoever. Um, yeah, it, it's just there's Isn't speed. There it's not great speed. Isn't there a sixty-six plus? Yeah, there, yeah it's just it's just. Just ordinary placement, really ordinary placement there. Um, That's a graduation, yeah. Yeah, hardly ever maps to win the race. Even if Sipperucci brings its very best, it would have to be its very, very best, and then it would have to come from last. So I'm a dollar seventy, hardly ever. Um, pretty keen. Was hoping that Sipperucci took a bit more of the market. And I'd see some two forty. So mm-hmm. I might hold off for late, which could be risky. I might not be able to have a bet, but um, yeah, two bucks plus will get me. Yep. But I'm gonna, um, yeah, I'm gonna wait for the late price. Okay. Um, yeah. So the yeah does this from this draw and the combo and the way that, that she let down in one last start always well regarded hardly ever does. probably not suited in the breeze either. Yeah. No. I agree. I agree. That's just sort of how to put her put her there. That's ended up being a pretty good form race as well. So um, does look the race for hardly ever again. That's the Valet Allen Lily handicap and Lils, you'll be missed, mate. Race three is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. No Metro wins last year, 1,200 metres. Um, sort of funny old races, but <laughs> there is there is a horse that a few of a few people have been have been sort of waiting for. Mm-hmm. Is this a safety bay kind of race, Guru? Uh, or does it need to lead, do you think? Yeah, I think it's a really tough one. It's drawn outside of Gates of Babylon and Wild Front. Yep. Um, it was only okayishly away last start, like Scandolo and Old Bailey's quick, but Scandolo was quicker than it, the yeah. first 100. So 
it screams to me that Taj is probably going to be caught deep or working hard to the breeze, breeze or whatnot. Yeah. So I just think it might be susceptible late with the way the map looks to me. Um, I, I was hoping Gates of Babylon was one that might have been missed price-wise, but it wasn't. Brad went up 10 bucks, and I, I was just a touch slow to try and nick my – my little uh, bet I, on I it. like the booking, actually. Yeah, but yeah. Gates of Avalon's won six races, I think, BJ, and all six it's led. Um, yeah. I don't know if it can lead this over 1,200 yeah. with those two outside of it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not all that perturbed about the $6 Gates of Babylon. I just feel with that, with the three speed horses from 9, 10, 11, with Taj, Bo um, on two of them, the, the Young Apprentices, what that – tends to do for a speed map is bring those rearward into it because it could turn a bit messy mm -hmm. with a three wide line. So, look, I, I'm I'm not going to have a bet any early markets, but I'm, I'm just going to keep my mind open in, in regards to what I do here. But a horse like Sweet Strawberry, yep. I think potentially in a three wide line, it's run fifth last start to Speed Dream Dunbar. Um, Basically like the, a better some form the, race. Some of the fancies in the sky. Yeah, a, a better form race. It, it's no star. It does a lot wrong, but I do think Belmont's the top of track that'll suit a horse like Sweet Strawberry. But yeah, seven fifty. I mean, I was about seven bucks. I'm not. I'm not diving into that at all. But um, yeah. Look, if there was a senior on Silken Eyes, yeah, I was just yeah. about to declare it. But I said last week, and again, you watch its run last week. It was poor, and every time Christie has gone on the horse, they just don't get along. But again, don't want to keep picking on Harry here. But it, to me, that's just not. I don't know. You've seen Silken Eyes go poorly for Christie three times when it's been going all right that campaign. It, you've got to carry the weight here and put a senior on. Yeah, in it, my it's, mind, it's yeah, it's. Pretty much stands out as the class, hundred percent class horse in the race. Do you it? watch its last run? Yeah, it's hard to back, isn't it? Yeah, and if you watch every time she's gone on the horse, they just don't agree. They with don't each other. They don't travel together, do they? They don't yeah. travel together. But mm. yeah, again, I wouldn't begrudge anyone taking. I'm six bucks again, six seven dollars. I think silk and ice, but I wouldn't begrudge anyone taking um, and having a having a little play at what is it six seven eight dollars. Yeah, moment. I did but like I did like the way Sweet Strawberry attacked the line there at Norman. Mm. That was good. I think that form is going to stack up in the feature of the day later. Um, Jay Whiting on on board, so yeah, yeah, that makes a bit of sense. Three wide train again. I, again, I'm I'm sort of speculating on what I'm hoping might wobble out to fourteen, fifteen dollars bet fee. You know, yeah, that's a, I'm yeah, I'm oh, dearie mate, it's tough. I'm not I'm not I'm not probably going to back read the right act. At what, the do you, what do you what do you I know it's not perfect, but what do you make of the ninety one Dwyer from five Paddy Carberry on board? Was three wide no cover the entire got. Got run over uh, late last start. Um, I think it's just going to be in, in a good spot and could could give this a bit of a shape. But yeah, it's probably is a bit unders. You think? Yeah, six fifty seven dollars. It's a poor race. Yeah. You got to remember, so you got to price. They, they all look unders, which means they're probably about the right prices. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, no, it's about the right price. Seven eight nine dollars um, for me. Ninety one. Do I worry? I always. You'd like to see a trainer break the duck. I fell into. <laughs> I fell into Arnra yesterday when it got out to 280. Right. Um, and again, it, there seems to be, yeah, it, it's always nice to probably back a trainer once they've won a race and got a little bit of momentum up. So there might be something to that, I'd suggest. But uh, yeah, no, it's going well enough, but it, it's a real, always has been 91 Di uh, Dwyer lacking that killer blow yeah. to the horse. You know, yeah. that's why it's 18 starts for the one win. And it runs a lot of, um, like you see a second to Galactic Storm, a third to Kazoku, second to Stylax last start, but. Yeah, I, it's just that type of horse that it might keep on sucking in and keep on getting. Yeah, I tell you what, those last three or four, it's been walloped in betting. Mm. Um, and there's a few money horses here, which I've, that's why when I've done it, I've sort of, I've sort of had a sort of a mindset in regards to who won't be supported, who will get out, because I don't think it's going to be a drift on merit. I think it's going to be a drift on false money elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, in my mind, it could be a horse like Sweet Strawberry, but I keep the mind open.
Mm. Looks looks a sticky map. I think they'll they'll all get their chance here. Yeah. There's no headwinds, by the way. Um, I meant to say that at the start. So I think there's an easterly, which means no headwinds this week at Belmont. So just be yeah. mindful it could um, those on speed probably will be will have a better time of it than they did last week. Okay. I don't have any firm views on this race. Mm. I think Silken Eyes is the class run of the race, but struggling to to trust with the with the setup. Um, I did like the way, as I said, I did like the way Sweet Strawberry hit the line. And sometimes I think a horse like Carabineer might might um, from from six bit of positivity from Craig they, Staples. They didn't miss it last time. Yeah, I think this could be. It's a sort of race for a Carabineer type type horse. It might just be in the right spot coming off a win at Northern. Um, has won at the Belmont twelve hundred before. Um, but yeah, like it's a. If you if you can pinpoint the the one in this, let us know because it's a, it's a tricky one. It's so. a good one for Betfair. Hope, I'm just going to hope hope for really big money for a, a few of them, um, and then sort of look look around it. So as I said, initially I went into it wanting to find Gates of Babylon. Did you? Uh, I, th- I thought you might have been looking for Safety Bay, but not yet. Yeah, uh, I, I really want to back Safety Bay. But I'll probably wait for a map okay. um, where it can lead. Again, Tarja still looking to crack his. Uh, Cracky Saturday duck as well. All right. Race four is the Amelia Park Handicap. This is a special conditions. Graduation, 60 plus. Um, you got a runner in this race. Yep. First law. We do. TK Layton. Uh, just the one runner on the day? Yeah. I'm hoping it comes out, but yeah, I don't know what the plan is. Okay. So first law will, of course, be uh, taking on a couple of smart three-year-olds here in the form of Via Monte and the unbeaten El Safina, while Oracity has some really strong um, rating 66 plus form through mood swings. And there's a bit of other form in the race as well, but it does look like the three-year-olds Via Monte and specifically El Safina will strangle the market from a betting point of view. Yeah, I think they will. The three-year-olds continue to dominate against the older horses, which is basically racing in WA. It's mm-hmm. nothing new there. Um, yeah, with, with first law, I think they're knowing just what I was saying before. I think they might be knowing for Wednesday as well. I'm okay. not sure. But uh, with the apprentice on from the wide gay, that's the type of horse I'd be laying every day of the week. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's a nice race for us. <laughs> hopefully we come out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it looks looks really nice. i tell you what, it's, it's been blessed by Gates, but it looks a nice setup for Al Safina. Interesting to see Chris Parnham. Uh, ride for Via Monte. I think a lot of that has to do with the association with Danny Morton, um, and I don't blame him either. He's a probably want to keep Danny happy and keep that uh, keep that affiliation working well. I guess Al Safina has got two perfect maps and two good wins. They've both been really nice wins. And mm. if you look at those two, BJ, it had the back of. Who'd have the back? Maybe born to talk first up. Uh, my one of the my horses was my Marlena last start, yeah. but the pre at its first win it had the back of um, my Marlena again, wasn't it? No, it? no, my Marlena wasn't a maiden at the time. Um, whoever had the back of that day uh, took it right into the race, and then my Marlena last start took it right into the race. Thought Lacta could have been a bit more aggressive. May have been on my Marlena there myself um, and tried <laughs> to get rolling a little earlier. But uh, look, it looks like. It should get the same type of run, and this time on the back of Warm and Fuzzy, who should take you a long, long way into uh, race. Tipsy Angel was the horse. Tipsy Angel, yep. okay. So, um, yeah, it should take you a long way into the race, I would suspect Warm and Fuzzy does. So, yep. um, from there, um, I think it's got to be hard to beat. The money keeps coming hard. They've obviously got a, a good opinion of the horse. It gets in on the minute, and it's it's perfect placement. I just said about not taking on the three-year-olds. Look at this. You've gone into a 60-plus. You've, you've drawn well. You're getting in with no weight, and you're taking on the older horses who perhaps um, have all just about reached their mark. I went into this race wanting to find one really keen, and, and if Betfair allows me to, I'll probably end up on it maybe each way. Uh, the toppy 
I think false statement is a proper racehorse. It's, I, I, I reckon I reckon we can probably wait one more though. Um, I reckon we can probably wait one more BJ and wait for a either a wet deck or probably just a more suitable sign where you're not running into two gun three year olds who mm-hmm. get the big weight relief. But false statement, forget it went around first up. It's a horse a bit like Bold Success. Now, Bold Success failed badly. Um, two starts ago. Two starts yeah. ago because it was underneath horses. I don't think it likes. It didn't get – I think Taj as well. Probably – it's a tough horse to ride. Yeah. Um, they then went around. It was actually really clear. I think it was Lockie. Well, it was Lockie who um, did the change of tactics, went to the breeze. And the horse just loves being outside of horses, loves clear air. The senior going back on and the fact they've drawn nine, they'll just yeah. drop out to last and they'll come central at Belmont. If you look at some of its runs, they are like – Wildly good, wildly good runs. I beat Beret at the well, start was, of its winning prep. I was doing some form for Star Trade, and it ran yep. in the Batavia, and yep. it was a slashing sixth. Or yeah, it was huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So I, um, yeah, I just think that uh, I think it's one that'll be winning races at Belmont this prep. It's just, oh, I just probably found the wrong one. I don't know. Part of me wants this to get out to thirty-five to one. I back it each way, you know. Yeah. And, and I hope that Warm and Fuzzy comes back on him, and now Safina doesn't see the air, or Viamonte doesn't see the air, but. Um, yeah, I was about twelve bucks, thirteen dollars false statement. So that that's what I wanted to find each way, but I'm two dollars twenty ounce of Fina, roughly. So that's what price Viamonte? Uh I so Viamonte is one of those horses, and I, I like to talk about those horses that I think are underpriced or overpriced consistently. And it's like Galactic Storm I keep taking on. Viamonte is one I'm just gonna keep taking on. Yeah. I was five bucks ish Viamonte. Um respect it, like it as a horse, but I think it's always underpriced. Yeah. I, I think it can win this race, but I think with the 54 versus the 58, that was the key for me. Yeah. Um, the four yeah. kilos. So, and the fact it's going to have and the back that, of warm yeah. and fuzzy, that is just such a good back to have. So, um, the, the, the numbers have been there for Al Safina as well. The times have been quite good yeah. from what I've seen. So, um, coming, even though they're sort of midweeker ascot races on the day, they were quite fast for comparatively. So, exactly right. Yeah. Um, just with false statement, have you ever heard of a half spoon bit? Yeah. Well, the half spoon bit is off. Oh, that's that's, that's key. Yeah, that's key. That's absolutely key. So it's off. I was going to make you joke about the half spoon bit, but <laughs> I won't. The half spoon bit is off. Lugging bit is on. The tongue control bit is off and the winkers are off. So um, stable is sort of thrown in a heap of gear changes there. Uh, went back to trials with Tash Faithful on and um, went strive for strive with Rock and Ori at, um, yeah. at Larky on that trial, which was quite quite good. And and in, even in that trial, it was back, wide, galloping room, yep. momentum. It so, trial, trial before it raced first up. It, um, it ran into- Massimo. Um, yeah, it wasn't ridden out all that hard mm-hmm. and the horse- one spot ahead of it, it was last, but in second last was Elite Street. So yeah. it was a good trial. Yeah. So I, I really like false statement as a horse. I just think A, we're not going to get as wet a track to see its very, very best. And B, uh, it runs into three-year-olds that are mapping well. Yeah. It's just, you know how hard that is. Like it's a real shame some of these. I, I love the three-year-olds. They're good betting opportunities at times mm-hmm. against the older horses. But um, yeah, I think there'll be a big race and a big result in false statement. Us, this campaign, it might just not be here. Yeah, I'm with you with El Safina. I'm, I'm surprised that they're sort of rough. They were roughly the same price. Oh, okay, so, so you're in the El Safina camp too? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. I've liked what I've seen from her and she's just – She's going to get the run and the four kilos on Viamonte, I think it's going to be going to be key. Yep. So, um, Who, funny with the market though, it wouldn't surprise me if we still see the Alcifina price late just because the Viamonte money keeps coming. But in saying that, the, um, the, um, the Alcifina money has been coming even harder. Yeah. But that's been against Slowies. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Well, 
looks like we're aligned there with El Safina. Um, Terry's also suggesting just uh, keeping an eye on the Betfair exchange false statement might be a bet yeah, bet price spec. late as well. Could even um, consider the place price. I, I probably don't do that enough sometimes. Um, yeah, we'll have a look late. All right, so let's take a break. The first at York is on, so we've got to watch this. And uh, we'll be back with the uh, Timmy Gears versus Nick Carapalotti in our Mundaring Hotel Debray Racing Mastermind. It's now time for the WA Racing Mundaring Hotel Mastermind competition. <laughs> I got that wrong still, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, getting closer, Terry, yeah. Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located up in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Uh, if any one of our listeners has an opportunity to drop in and see the publican in Butchie O'Connor, make sure you do have a chinwag with him. Uh, let him know you listen to the 1-1. One, one. You get the royal treatment up there at the Mundaring. Um, Feed, flutter, froffies. All the Fs. Family atmosphere. They've got the big deck cranking. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's a little bit of – is there a bit of sun this weekend? A little sun. bit of sun. Saturday, 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 yeah. Saturday, Saturday. So, uh, yeah, Butchie, legend, legend of the game. So uh, make sure you support him up there at the Mundaring. Now, last week, Terry, we had uh, – Epic had, battle. It was fr- two fresh faces, mm. Christian Hawkins, the Hawk, and Timmy Gears, and it was uh, Timmy Gears. He came out on top, 3-2, so he is our carryover champion. Let's welcome him back in. Timmy, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, boys. Good to be back. Hopefully, uh, hopefully another win in the mastermind, two in a row. <laughs> how's your week? How's your week been as the uh, as the the title holder, of the WA Racing Mastermind? Yeah, good. The first couple of days, I walked around like Terry Layton after he's back the winner with my chest out. <laughs> um, but the more I look at this week's program, I don't know Shut what up, questions Nick. are going to be thrown at us. <laughs> oh, hang on, oh, hang on, I've got another call. Can you uh, get a call on hold while you got two on the phone? I know, that's time? Dear, hey, always that's... learning about technology. Uh, Timmy, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking to you off air briefly about Dash Doll. You must have been uh, look. It was it was always going to be tough from the gate, but I thought it was a huge effort uh, from the team with with Dash Doll, and there's plenty to work with there. Yeah, definitely super run. Um, probably team error. Um, we probably just wanted to chance our luck going forward a bit because if we go, you know go back and make it hard to win so probably tried to ride a positive but it backfired a bit um but we probably learned from that we in the end best option may have been not to start her but she's pulled up super she'll uh, either go around midweek or next saturday in another graduation over the mile very good hey timmy now have you ever have you ever come across the uh the master of the gold fields nick carapalotti in your travels as a jockey manager the master of the gold fields come on yeah well, me and Nick have spoken once or twice, and I'm just filthy at him that he still hasn't given me a ride yet. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, I'll tell you, I was just rereading your message, Tim. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it goes, oh, hi, Nick. Would, would love to do some work together. So maybe you might not be a mastermind. You might have to throw it for me, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, well, between me and Kate, we've got a couple of vouchers to the Mundang or, or, already, so I'm happy to lay down if you throw a couple of rides your way. <laughs> 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 Is this how it works behind the closed doors? Isn't Classic. Day, so yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick Carafalotti, he's back. We just had a chat to him on the show. He's back to have a crack at the at the uh, the mastermind. He listened. Was it the first? Were you first time listener last week to the mastermind, Nick, or have you got a bit of experience on how the competition works? Uh, no, no. First listening to it last week. <laughs> 
Very good. All right. Timmy Gears. It's versus- a long drive. I thought I'd need some, uh, some soft Terry Layton noise in my ears, you know. <laughs> the, the dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Timmy Gears versus Nick Carapolotti. All right, gentlemen. So your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Is it me? Mm-hmm. It's me, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. Challenger, are you ready? That's you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Mastermind, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Okay, who am I? I retired in 2010 after winning at 16, after winning at, after winning 16 of my 40 career starts and amassing a tick over $1.7 million in prize money. I had 13 hoops ride me across those 40 starts with Link Robertson having the most success aboard me with four victories. Dan Stake and Paul Harvey both won on me on three occasions. I won the Winterbottom Stakes at start number nine, the Skay Hill at start number 10, and the Australia Day Sprint at start number 11 before venturing over east and running three consecutive seconds in the Group 1 CF4 to El Segundo and then the Group 2 St George and Group 1 Australian Cup, both to Pompeii Ruler. I returned home to win the new market in a gap job with the big weight before venturing back over east and finally breaking my Victorian hoodoo, beating Apache Cat in the 2007 Maccabi Diva Stakes. I went on to win Hyperion's, Belmont Sprints, Lestia Stakes, Strickland Stakes, but it was my third placing in the epic Takeover Target versus Apache Cat Clash in the winter bottom of 2008, which will never leave most racing purists' memories. I wore the same silks as the famous Northerly, and I was trained by Fred Kersley. Who am I? You're kidding, lads. Three, two, Nick. (laughs) Did you say Nick? One. And oh, I'm I'm disheartened, baby. Nah. <laughs> one of me, one of me favourites of all time. One of all of our favourites of all time. The mighty, the mighty Marasco. Timmy, you there? Really before my time, boys. Yeah, yeah I, was, I went for an old one. Yeah, I, well, we've got we've got the what do you call him? The master of Kalgoorlie master or something? We've got the master of the goldfields and uh, and old Timmy. Yeah, trying in 2010, to... I was more focused on how to get out of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, mate. All right, over to you, Benjo. All right, bringing it to the uh, to the current to the to the this, current day. The current day. Um, next question. Rev It Up has been beaten only once in four race starts. Name the horse that defeated her in the Crystal Slipper Stakes last November. This is going to be a long one. (laughs) Three, two, one. Hey, can you just check your buzzer, um, Timmy? Make sure it's working. Buzzer check. Yeah, Tim. Okay, it's working. Yep. I remember it getting beat. I can't remember what it's called, though. Yeah, it was an LK Fernie runner. Nick? Yeah, I knew. It was a tough one, though. Man it was crush. a tough one, wasn't it? Man, Man crush. crush. I like the question, though, DJ. I like it. We're bringing our A game. I thought we had a, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Here we go. Adam Durant leads the WA Metropolitan Trainers Premiership. Name the, car- the, name the trainer currently sitting second on the ladder. 
Oh, that'd be Simon Miller, wouldn't it? <laughs> Nick, we're, we're going to allow this one. Yeah. We're going to allow this one. But remember, we need you to buzz in with your name. Your name is ah, Nick. Yeah, ah, just sorry. those four letters. What if you could whack those out? So, uh, but we're going to. I'll just check with BJ. We're going to allow this one. We'll Timmy allow. didn't uh, say his name in the we'll so really we'll allow it. Boys, the ad- <laughs> the, answer, the answer. This is your last warning. Otherwise, you go in the naughty corner. Right? The answer is correct. <laughs> yeah, the answer. Simon A. Miller, and the gap is uh, getting very. It's getting very tight. It's a big effort. Saying as I presume Simon's team would be about the third the size. Yeah. Was Nick yeah. in third? Sorry, the Nick third. Nick Carapola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no, Nick- I'm, I'm the state's number one bridesmaid. I keep running second. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So Nick won. Tim is yet to score. Okay. Taj Dyson is the cousin of what successful Melbourne-based jockey? Wow. Oh. Oh. Three, two, one. And Taj Dyson is the cousin of Freddie Kersley. His BJ's is going to run out of questions here, lads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> here we go. Next question. Nick, one. Uh, Tim, zero. Who is the trainer of popular great Southern-based siblings, Long Knife and Long Knife Brother? Tim. Timmy. There's that well. It is. Des. Say Des. Good to see Des bring one to town yeah. this week, isn't it? LK Bro's flying as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Could be a Maddie. Later. I only know that. I only know that because Kate had two rides for Des and a trial at Albany. The trial got scratched at the gates and the two race horses run last. <laughs> yeah. They, they would have been. They <laughs> would have been going out. next start. So. Yeah. Des is just, just getting them ready, mate. Yeah, Don't, worry about, <laughs> Don't worry about Sue. He's got Des. a grand final in mind. Yeah. Come on, come all on, right. Tim. One all, Timmy and Nick. Okay. Name the horse chasing back-to-back wins in the Sky Racing Provincial Championship Series final this Saturday. Ooh. That is oh. Hint. The horse is trained by Roy Rogers. Tim. Tim. Dark Assault. That is correct. Two to Tim, one to Nick. And Roy will be telling anyone that listens that it'll be winning too. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, Roy, it's unlike Roy to tip one. That doesn't sound like a trainer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Roy either. <laughs> All right, here we go. Star, Star Trade is a new addition to the Dan Morton Yard. Who was his previous Geraldton-based trainer? Tim. Timmy. Tim Anderson. That is correct. Timmy, oh, you've done it. Bang, bang, bang. You've done it. Slow, well slow done, start well there. Slow, slow start. start there. He got moving late though, didn't he? Oh, it looks like Kate's not getting any rides for the Carapalotti yard in, uh, in Kowdoolin, <laughs> though, does it? Nah, you, you might as well send the voucher to Carapalotti. I'll trade him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one from last week. When he's up here, he can go to the Monday. Very good. Hey, congratulations, Tim. You are once again. The Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. That $100 gift voucher will be on its way. Um, that's two in a row. Uh, Nick Carapalotti, thanks for coming on the show, having a chat, and having a crack at the Mastermind. I've been a pleasure, boys. It's been nuts, but yeah, it's been it's been great. Real character is Nick, and thanks, mate. Um, good luck with uh, the Calgary Racing season, and um, we might even see there's a chance back in town sooner rather than later. But the champion, of course, is Timmy Gears. Timmy, congratulations, mate. 
Yeah, thanks, boys, and let's hope we can cut the weekend with Jake Star winning the provincial final. That'll be good. Yeah, it would actually. Very good. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, Tim. And, um, of course, we'll see you on next week's edition so you can try and make it a three-peat. Who have we got next week? Oh, jeez. Have you lined someone up yet? Jeez. You sent us a task. Yeah, just come on, mate. <laughs> They finished two minutes ago. But if uh, actually that, that's a good segue, actually, because we would like uh, some of our listeners to put up their hand and have, have a go. We need some new, fre- a new blood, some some um, some new talent here on the uh, mastermind. So if you fancy your chances and are available on a Thursday morning or Thursday mid morning to have a go, uh, hit us up at the one one pod on Twitter and um, yeah, we'll get you involved. But Timmy Champion, next week you'll be going for three in a row. And uh, thanks again to you and to you as well, Nick Carapalotti. Good on you, boys. Thanks. Thanks, lads. Thanks, man. Okay, Terry, it is now time for the Crown Perth Handicap Race 5 of the day, 2.29 p.m. Okay, this is another graduation, 60-plus, and it's a 1,400-metre contest. Mm. Advanced, Michael, uh, Michael Grantham's first winner, wearing the famous Cerise and White of Peter's Investments, saluted uh, on a wet and wild day at Northern last Thursday. And then, of course, Devoted came out for Mickey Grantham and uh, Bob Peters and saluted Bang. at Belmont last Saturday. So they're off the mark, uh, Grantham and Peters. Mm-hmm. Two winners last week and advance is uh, out to make it two on the bounce. I imagine he's well in the market. But there is a bit, bit of talent engaged in this race. So it'd be interesting discussion to see what your thoughts were, Terry. Yeah, well, I, I think the next – how many have we got to go? Five? Yep. The next five races are all really good discussion point races, actually. I'm sold on a couple that I want to be on, but this one of those races where I was actually looking forward to, to nutting it out. Mm. They're like a little bit of a nut here and there. And um, this is one of those. So I think advanced – it's probably the one I want to look for in an early market sense. But it, that's to me, it's been over bet. Yeah. I was look. I'm still. I've still priced it in the twos, but definitely not this short of the twos it is now. But the win was great. Um, you do need to look at the fact a it won on its on the, the wet deck and b it beat um, Edmund. a Geraldton visitor. What, so, what, and also looking at the numbers, Safiano has gone like eight or nine lengths faster than Benchmark yeah. early. So and everything that was near Safiano got dragged out of its comfort zone as well. Whereas Chris Parnham on advance was out the back. Um, doing its own thing, having a much more economical yep. run. So I don't know, it was beaten eleven lengths or something. And, and, and yeah. I, th- I think those other horses in front of it just couldn't pick up its pick up their feet. Yeah, 100%. So we see think, we I see think, Bob's often find lengths. Um, in saying that, this is a plain god um, in the wet as well. Yeah. It's they really come into their own. So my point is, I, I think the the win was great, but I think it was in, in enhanced and inflated yeah. by the, the race setup and the fact that a lot of those horses just just couldn't go late. I agree. There was good money around as well, which surprised me. I, I thought going into it as a horse, I actually wanted to look at taking on. I, I backed Sketter in that um, in that same race on the drift, um, but still, I, I'm going to respect the win. Yeah. Um, but the trial before it was only so so. It's run last camp. That was that was the thing that that trial behind she's enchanted. I was like I was yeah. trying to work out why what, the money came. I was trying yeah. to work out was it there or wasn't it there? Like what was it? So I was happy just to watch it go around first up, and mm. that's okay. Yeah, look, I I think it's the one to beat. It maps nice. I think it's got the gate speed as well, not to go back to last like it did last start. That was a barrier yep. related move, I'd suggest. But. Um, I don't know, just just a, a little bit of a, a risk at the price. In saying that, I don't really want to take it on too massively. Like it's it's the one I've still clearly got at the head of my market. Um, but you can make case for a few. And the horse I was hoping went up something silly, and it hasn't. Maybe late we will see something funny. Is pray again. Um, <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Well, 
just that trial, obviously, I think it was staying most people's memories, and that probably cost me a few bucks with Comfort Me, that trial staying in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trial was obviously uh, really nice. It was a horse that went great at Belmont Park last season. Um, there was a big gap. We had Brad Parnham on the, the Betfair Edge a few weeks ago, and I asked him why there was a gap between the trial and the race. He didn't know. Yeah. So that was disappointing. So it would have been nice information to get a hold of. Um it, well, it was so so. It was deep the trip. Um, but it, it hardly ever hung badly. Yeah, it hung yeah. badly. So there are a few red flags there, but um, just on that trial and what we've seen, probably against a horse with a potentially a bit of X factor. So I'll be monitoring Betfair later. I, I marked it around seven dollars, but I'm not that excited about taking ten. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just one. If I always always thought advance would be over bet following that yep. first up win coming to town. Um, so Prey again was a horse that I was I was looking for as well. So mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe if we can get $12 or something like that. Oh, yeah, if you can get an each way price, yeah. that'll definitely get me. As I said, I'm about seven bucks. So something in the teens each way will probably get me. So have you got um, you got my mate leading maybe? Um, Soft as butter for my mate yeah. out in front if we get a leader by a stay, which I, I, I'm not putting it. After watching Wednesday's racing, I'm not I'm not completely ruling out the fact we might get a day that suits those closer to the speed. So losing Lucy's a, a big negative for the yep. horse. They get along well, but uh, Vicky Corbett should be out in front, gets the three kilos handily. It's, if you're going to lose a senior for an apprentice, it's the type of ride you want it to be. Um, I thought I thought Jason Whiting and Pick Your Battles might go forward to Breeze on <coughs> Saturday. Potentially. It was, My um, mate gets his soft as Exactly. Anything, and there's no real Breeze anything, horse. So yeah. uh, Pick Your Battles had no luck at Pinjara last start, mm-hmm. uh, never got – Never it's not sort, super never quick early though, so yeah. to get to the breeze, it probably uses a lot of it. And plus, I think the fourteen hundred will be right on its limit as well. Yeah, so they might be. Yeah, who knows what they'll do there? But there is no breeze. There There's is no, no breeze. Or so I had Savage One. Yeah, it was breeze. either Savage One or Savage One handing up to something from coming across from wide. Yep. So, but um, but I mean, Testing Love's coming out of a pretty dominant midweek win. It was a good setup for it. Um, there was a couple of horses yep. that. Um, the second horse, I thought Scorpion Storms probably should have finished a lot closer. Yeah. So that again, and the leaders, the leaders all stopped dead there. Um, and above the pegs flying, but it's going to have to come from behind. Advanced, isn't it? Above so. the peg, I initially pegged as a horse. It would be better on speed leading. It'd be interesting to say. I doubt they will. I think they'll just go back. Um, understandably as well, but I. But they did a. They pulled a swifty on us last week with Zafira. Well, I don't think they meant to with yeah. Zafira either. I think they just jumped so well. But I, <clears throat> I don't know. Not I a think, swifty, but they got that bang. Yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. But if this, I don't know. I would. I wouldn't be. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him right above the peg aggressively and land in the breeze because mm. uh, I think it looks a nice horse um, from either end from what we've seen. And now that uh, I, just don't know, I just don't know if it can go back behind Advanced and, and these other ones and, and testing Love and Prey again. And it can do, yep. but it puts itself in the same race as all them. But in saying that, you're learning about the horse as well, so they probably want to learn about it up to 1,400 being yep. ridden quietly. Yeah, I thought, I thought now that it's sort of deeper into its prep, they might be a bit more prepared to – to uh, roll the dice with it, so potentially, yeah, yeah, exactly right. But no, I'm with you. Uh, let's look at Betfair late. Let's hope Advance stays tight in the market. But the price is at the moment. Yeah, it's nine bucks across the board. Pray mm. again. That's above my mark, but I'm not dying to be on. Look, I I, I do think Advance will probably win the race. Yeah. That win, albeit it was the perfect setup, was pretty arrogant, and it was a nice win. But there's a few queries, and I'm not going to take two dollars forty when I got a few queries. So. What what will you? What would get you for Advanced? I marked it two ninety initially, wobbled it into two fifty. So I'm still sort of working with the market. It, that I, basically, this was a race where I've got I rate every market I do with a confidence level. Mm-hmm. This was low, okay, because I, I didn't know how to market alongside it all. As you said, I think the win was embellished big time, and but I also still think that it's going to be very hard to beat. You see, see what I mean? So yeah. I think yes, it's un, probably unders, but I still think it's the one that's going to 
get the chocolates. Yeah, um, I, agree, I agree with all that. I think so, I think it's the one that's going to win. Except I don't really want to be on it at sub yeah. two fifty. So let's see um, what Betfit. It's a yeah. to be honest, it's a great day for yeah. when you don't want to dive into one early. It's a great day to have a look on Betfit. Like you say something silly. Testing Love gets out to twenty five to one each way. That then pray again starts at seven bucks. I'm like, yep. oh, you know what? I might look at Testing Love mm. at something. You Betfair does wild things, and it, it's um yeah, it allows you to to have a bet. So Hope Advance starts dollar seventy or three dollars fifty. Starts three fifty. I might be on. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be like like Terry will be circling around prey again late, and hopefully we can get double mm-hmm. figures and maybe an each way go there for uh, prey again. Got a got a bit of time for this fellow. I reckon he's a nice horse. Appreciate back to Belmont. Bit of a sting out of the ground. I reckon whatever was troubling him first up, the way that he hung, I'm I'm got faith that Neville uh, Neville Parnham and the team will have straight, straightened him out. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm with you. I'll stick. I'll I'll go with you there. It's the only one over my odds. Race six, the tab touch. Be better at life. Handicap over the 1,600 metres. <laughs> That's good. 1,600 metres. We uh, What do we got here, Terry? Oh, Kame. Nightmares. Oh, sends shivers mm-hmm. down my spine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kame, Kiriul, Sue, Olive. Should get the gun run from two. But um, fellow three-year-old, Galactic Storm, who was third in, a, in the Zafira, the Velvet Queen race last Saturday on the quick backup, CJP, Adam Durant dropping in weight as well. And quite a few um, experienced, seasoned, older horses um, make this an interesting mix, interesting blend, this mile 66-plus guru. Yeah. Um, look, I, I'm $2.85 KMA, so it's, it's going to be the bet for me. I've got her leading. I hope they go in with the right intent. And just say there's no other leader in this race. Let's just own it and lead it. Mm-hmm. One really well sitting outside wore him um, from the breeze um, four starts ago, and then two starts ago was outside. Special view on that crazy tempo and only getting grabbed late. Last started effectively led the race behind great power and um, special view when yep. they went wild. Yep. So I think if she can just control this, Kira and Kame, um, just a little bit more uh, patiently, like for it to be. There in the finish last start against Piccolo Signora was quite incredible considering the amount of work it did. Like it should have probably folded a little bit easier. So yeah. um, as long as it hasn't taken too much uh, pain from that run, I think it, it's – It's kind of two gut busters in a row, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as it uh, hasn't taken too much pain. I think from a speed map point of view, it's it's definitely the one to beat. The funny thing for me here is I'm – as I said, I'm, I've got it sub $3. I, that's, that's bare bones price. I know that. But um, when you get one who I think is going that well with such a good map – I always like to price them aggressively and Galactic Storm is a bit like Via Monte earlier I talked about, just continue to take it on and usually we've been pretty successful in doing so. Galactic Storm is one I've been pretty happy to continue to take on and I- I think think CJP will go uh, Breeze. Oh, nah. You reckon? Nah, nah. I think it's with the relation to Superstorm, I don't know. Maybe if the track's playing that way, he might go forward, but I- I'm of the impression they'll look at this as an opportunity instead of drawing a good gate and muscling up to be the back of the speed. Yeah. They'll see this as an opportunity to drop out to last and come wide and really try and rattle. That's how I think they'll yeah. view it. Um, but it could be wrong. It could be wrong. Uh, if they go forward to the Brazier Beauty, uh, that's even more reason I want to be on KMA because yeah. I think it doesn't step all that well, Galactic Storm. So while KMA will, will cruise to the top, Galactic Storm will have to use X amount of its fuel early doors to get to the Breeze. So um, look, either, either way, if KMA holds its form from last night, I think KMA is the one to beat. As I was going to say before, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon Galactic Storm, it already has been the target of some money. I reckon Galactic Storm will be backed seven days, three-year-old against the older horses already. At, they dropper. like backing it, weight dropper. Yeah. Um, I, I reckon I'll see better on the day KMA, just about, than what I'll see now. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident I'll see better on the day KMA than what I see now. I'm, 
yeah, I'm hoping, maybe I'm hoping to some degree. Um, but uh, yeah, Galactic Storm gives me the, the feel of a horse that will be heavily, heavily, heavily backed. Um, I think we can win this race on map. So K May for me, BJ, $4 plus is, uh, is plenty. Yeah, K May for me as well. I actually think the, um, the danger could be acting God. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say our other one we were just discussing off here before. Who was that? Minus, Minus looks. looks. <laughs> well, Minus looks has gone better than acting God. There's two. Yeah, well, I mean, he's flying, isn't he? I can't believe the it's job. A trust that, issue, isn't it? I can't believe the job that Gary Delane's done with Minus. Yeah. Like, both Minus and Lord helped me run in this race are two ex Wolf runners. And go um, back to its win um, at Jero three back. It's beaten um, Savage One, who's yeah. gone real good against above the peg last start. It's yeah. also beaten Corn Cobb, um, who's obviously running very good races. Beat Star Trade, who we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, so the form is very good in his last and, and start. That, that probably. It probably should have won, but oh, maybe it's not should have won. But it it, go, it gets closer if he doesn't get held up. So from a map point of view, you could just that was about a pretty good race too, wasn't mate, it? The snipper race, yeah. yeah. And it's rated very high. You could just about chuck minus looks on the back of Kamo here. You probably do, yeah. And Kamo gives a big kick into the straight. I thought, I thought minus has been they've been he's been enjoying just sort of three backish. But you might be right. Could be could be box depends how mm. what Kamo might have what Kier and Kamo might have the opportunity to do here is really crawl along, mm. um, which and might then, and then ramp it up, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't have to turn this into a, a, a as insane that I don't want them to walk them too much because Kamo's proven it can handle a reasonable tempo. She's tough. There, She's so. real tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, I don't think it's one that's going to be completely walloped in betting. So like last week, you didn't really want to be on leaders. You can probably get a feel for that and wait for the day, I think, just because mm. it'll be Galactic Storm money. Yeah. I did, with in regards to Acting God, I thought that the first up run was was really good. Just got dragged back at the wrong time, hit the line hard. The late splits were there. Three wide with cover, um, got the job done over a uh, slightly unlucky said no one ever, Terry. And mm. um uh, just just like the way he fought it out there with 59. Coming forward off that, drops three kilos with a soft map. I think Acting God's a top three chance for sure. I really like the progression of this fellow. Looked like a bit of a nonny early, and we have a no more nonnies policy mm. <laughs> here at the 1-1. One, one. Mm. But uh, he's starting to put it put it together. Playing God's a flying four-year-old now. I think Acting God's just, just ready to start hitting his straps. So with the map and the third up in his prep, I think Acting God is a genuine uh, top three chance in this race. Yeah. Bit of a gift last start, though, yeah. wasn't it? When it landed on the back of the three-wide line. Then Zadar Rock reefed the brakes on, which I don't understand why. Um, I think its strength is rolling and marching out in front, especially when I'm on the leader's back horse and I wanted it to roll and march so it could pop off. So, uh, that would have been a result. Um, reliable, reliable star resumes as well for uh, Adam yeah. Durant. Goes um, super fresh, too. Yeah. Absolutely super fresh. Last uh, Towards the end of last preparation, we're in second to Pure Devotion, second to Pure Devotion, and then second to Black Shadow. Pure Devotion and Black Shadow best uh, both went on to race in the Perth Cup. Pure Devotion finishing fourth. Uh, Black Shadow came off a one of the lead-up victories as well. So all that reliable star form, even though she's been beaten um, in the market, was really strong at the time. Has uh, been trialled twice by Zephan. Johnston Porter, brother, mm. so ZJP, brother of CJP. So um, uh, got a couple of trials under its belt, reliable star. But you imagine from gate nine of 10, it's just going to be drifting back and running oh, it'll on. Be a cold ride, yeah. Cold ride, running yeah. on. But yeah. I think the key thing with it is just look at its, um, all that form's great, but you just got to look at its first up runs. And it probably should have beaten Eurasia from memory. I haven't got this in front of me. It should have beaten Eurasia. Um, Two preps ago, mm -hmm. and then last last time at one first up, this is something that it won't say in the form guide. Pikey got up on the fence with it. Pretty sure that day the fence was absolutely horrid. All day session won the last, 
Um, that's how I remember that day. <laughs> the one thing- That was Brad, wasn't it? Yeah, the one yeah. thing that's different here, because as I said, it usually puts in a big one fresh. The one thing that's different here is that it's had the extra 1,450 meter trial. So whether that's taken a bit of that freshness and that sting out of the legs, I don't know. But uh, a lot for that style of horse, a lot needs to go right. And again, I'm just happy to back the mapped horse here, which is KMA. That was Mar got up on the fence to beat Marley's. Marley's, that's up, right. Marley's and Saturday Sun. Mm -hmm. uh, Why well, won't you come? Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So we're both uh, in alignment here with, with KMA. Um, and bit of the jury's a little bit out with Galactic Storm. So we'll see. Um, I think we're both looking towards um, taking it, it on. It's it can just, win, yeah. I, it just, it's just always under the odds. It's a horse that's been given um, a lot more credit in the market than I think it's probably earned or due at this stage. And they're the type of horses I love to pick up on early and look to take on where you can. Okay. All right. So we're moving forward to race seven. Here we go. This is what we want. The free entry to Belmont Park Handicap. Still not charging. Still not charging. Oof. Incredible stuff. Um <laughs> 2,000 metres, ratings 66 plus. We got 14 plus an emergency. Old Proxy couldn't quite squeeze its way into the field just yet. Tell you what, it changes the race if it does. Yes, it sure does. Changes mm -hmm. the map. But I actually thought there was quite a fair bit of speed in this race. Yeah, it, it changes it. It, doesn't, it won't change how I'd probably view the race because none of the speed I'm too keen on. So... Um, well, we've got speed through special view. Yeah. Um, Barra Magic can go for, but it's not necessarily early speed. Aragain yep. likes to be there. General Gantz. Aragain will sit these days, yep. I think. Yeah, General yeah. Gantz likes to be there. Bold success with the outside leader in one the other day. Groundbreak has been going forward, but that's been more situational, I think. And, Just learn how and, to jump suddenly. And Dude Man Bro um, can can definitely go forward as Probably well. Probably go back Shadow Girl, but it's a chance rolling forward. Rolled yeah, I sort, of, I sort of thought Shadow Girl might be leading up a three-wide line yep. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Jason's role quite often, isn't it? Yeah. You often find him leading up a three-wide yeah, line. he's not scared. The fish, no. no. Oh. Get into it. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good race. I, I was, um, yeah, it's, it's a great race. Senior on special view. Um, yeah, special yeah. view is the reason you can look at a horse off speed here because it will not get 2,000. It's not going that well. Um, yeah, special view is. I think it's actually going well. <laughs> I think it's just going so, so. I don't, I don't, it's I probably it's a better horse. I think it's been, it's been set, been being set a task recently. Yeah, it has been. I yeah, think it's not been, very, not very economical. being set a task at 2000 as well. Maybe, so. but it's, it's, it's two last two miles have been not very economical from no. my point of view. Yeah. It's going to need a massive leader by today. And yeah, I'm just up to the 2000, just a lot against it for me. So I'll, I'll be looking at, at a speed map that allows those off speed, uh, to come into it. You can, I mean, you can make a case for so many of these. I'll, I'll quickly roll through them. General Grant um, gets the the wider gate, which we, we think is a positive, but it, there's no obvious map for it. Um, it could well find a spot, but how close is it to its mark? I don't know. It, it just might be a winner. That's the thing with General Grant. Piccolo Signora keeps getting into races with no weight. Now carries some weight up to the 2000. I don't think the 2000 is an issue, but I reckon this will be four back the fence type thing. And I reckon she is due some bad luck as well. I think she's very close to her mark-ish now. Um, might have another win in her or so. Barra Magic um, was gifted one last start. I'll take it on with Brad hopping off. Uh, Atlanta Speech will be popular. It's head of my market. Um, I, I really like it as a horse. I like it off the seven days as well. It's, it's always been touted as a horse. It'll stay and blah, blah, blah. But they often need one at the staying journey. So I'm, look, I'm 360, so at four, but I'm actually surprised. I thought it'd be a little shorter. Yeah. Um, so look, Atlanta's Beach is, is, is 
probably the one. It's probably going to be very popular, but um, just from barrier twelve, you, you you still need things to go right, and it's its first go at the staying journey. So I just. I have some minor reservations, but it's definitely um, the head of my market. Sluice Box and Sean McGrady team up again, which is a huge thing. I thought this was the one that would be missed. It's eight bucks. I thought I might see twenty. Yeah, we just just needed just needed, didn't have to poke through late like it did. No, he just had to just, just had to be caught. I don't Joey's, think yeah. I don't think Troy and the horse got along all that well. I don't. The the Jarrow Cup run was a funny one, very stop starty. I, I think Sluice Box's best runs a three wide line moving into it from the six, and Sean McGrady what he did last prep was about thirteenth up and this time it's about 11th up um no but it is it, it, pr- it proves that it can go well deep into a campaign yeah so it can definitely win the race whether you want it a bit wetter or whatnot i don't know but um yeah sluice box is one that can win but I, again i thought it would be significantly longer without reason keeps running the same race i don't think it, it wins from 15 Aragain is going super super um, from barrier two could be a little negative because i watched that replay again last night oh, which, I'm, which i'm sure yeah. you have many times yeah I just don't get it. How? How? I don't know. No. Photos haven't liked me recently. Got one actually. Got one. What was it? Oh, the Admiral on the Drift. That yeah. was probably the only photo I've got in recent times, I reckon. Um, it's, it's turned. I'll have a good winch. The wheel's turned. Yeah, the wheel's turned. <laughs> <laughs> the next at York. Um, <laughs> Aragain uh, is going super. Chrissy Parr, just the worry for me is it might be two or three of the fence here. Um, if Aragain doesn't get the right cut into it, it's not going to out-sprint other horses. Um, if, if it's lining up and other ones are off and going – Aragorn's a good stayer, not a sprinter. Mm-hmm. So um, I just worry that if finds a little bit of traffic from it to the back of Special View, that might not be the spot to be. Bold success. I don't think jumps all that well, so it ends up behind him. I worry where it, I worry where it ends up in the run. Probably look to take you don't it want on. A, you don't want it on the fence, do you? No, no, I definitely don't want it in the fence whatsoever. Um, groundbreaker. This is how many horses are genuine chances. Like this is this is the best part about this race. Groundbreaker. Its last two wins have been against nothing, but they have been really good, effortless victories. They've been over eighteen hundred. This is only a rise 200 metres. Um, big white, That's a really significant weight drop from mm. 59 and a half to 54. It's really good placement here, I think. Um, interesting to see. I think they'll, they've got to use this early speed and continue to roll and try and find a spot forward to midfield. But if it doesn't jump, you know it goes pretty well. Um, rearward too. So it, it's a big watch. And yeah. it's one, I think that's the one Brad went off about 18, 19 bucks. I think um, Groundbreaker mm-hmm. that might have been one that was pretty good value this morning but uh and our final horse you don't often see adam durant place them out of their grade but he's got a 60 grader and a 66 plus sunsphere had the blinkers going bj last start first time in its 14 start career and it was huge yeah. it was absolutely huge it got backed into favoritism um had no luck in the run and, and one thing i've learned especially watching phenomenal anomaly beat bloody secret pearl who was on yesterday um as soon as these adam durant horses are fit and get up to the this type of journey especially when they're right down the minimum even though it's out of its grade i don't know if this they does, are, it, does this meet the uh, pete mccormick adam durant staying theory what's that i don't know if it does usually usually they're the ones that he's got ownership in but this is a ted van heemp source so yeah. i don't know if it necessarily ticks all the boxes for the pete mccormick staying theory but uh i'll keep you posted what's his what's the theory it was something like adam durant horses over a certain distance uh four-year-olds over a certain distance and they have and he has to have like and usually he's in the ownership of the horse so yeah okay um, yeah i think you think he shared it with us on a podcast once, yeah so, righto yeah well but, i'll tell um, you what there is yeah it would be interesting to see what the index cards have to mate say. there isn't a better trainer of stayers or horses once they get up to this trip it's got to be as a fiddle now mm. and as the blinkers went on and that was just such a big difference for Sunsphere. This is a horse that's beaten Tina Kutu over a mile in the past or 14, <laughs> yeah. 1,400 in the past. Um, well, that third placing behind Pale Rider 
800 meter great yep. race about the power rider went loop. super that um, day sluice box was in that same race yeah um it's down a kilo and a half on that while sluice box is down three and a half so it's it's a, not a huge but it's just basically long story short it's a great race i think atlantis beach is the one to beat but you um yeah you can find some value around it but maybe the four dollars is the value it's it's a good i'm just so open to what how what path i'm going to go down still so yeah i've got i've got a lot of belief in atlantis beach uh three wide cover the other day peeled and just just got the job i thought he was just getting warmed up late in the race uh, admittedly, sluice box was pretty unlucky. So, um, one thing I'll say about that race, sorry, I, I agree. I think when I first saw this, and, and I'm looking at the four dollars now, and I still, I'm still working it through in my own mind. <laughs> but it's the type of you think do we just keep taking this price and keep on um, just follow the progression of a horse getting yeah. there. There's a bit of meat here because of the fact I've just mentioned so many horses that are in this market. Yeah. Um, the only thing about that win, and it was a great win, is it was the whole three wide line. Yeah. You know? I know the Fox was gone yeah. um, at the top of the straight, or gone maybe 200 to go. It's kicked back to run second. So I worry I worry about the strength of the form in that victory to some degree, but I'm with you. It's, it looks progressive. It's, it, it looks only, a really nice weight drop to barely go up in class. Yeah. And it's just, he's only had, that was his seventh start in the race the other day. Mm-hmm. He's only, uh, he's. Do you subscribe to the fact they need to run over? Because I usually think they, yeah, need, yeah, they, they yeah. need to run over the journey. Yeah. It's part of the learning process to some degree. Um, and that was to be only, honest with you, I was, just a, ho- I was just hoping this went up 260 yeah. so I could just bet around it. But now I'm at a, I'm going, oh, to be honest, it's probably a good race for me. The, not the, to, the, de- the depth of the race has certainly impacted that. It's a cracker. Um, but, but for me, I, I just want to follow this horse. Um, I just thought that I can't get that other one sun run out of my head where he ran second, pushed wide, shunted, and just kept coming. Um, got the job done, um, which we expected him to last Saturday. This is another step up. This is another different assignment, but I think Atlantis Beach is a horse who's capable of um, of handling whatever they throw at him on Saturday. General Grant is flying for SJ Miller, real stayer. Um, uh, I just don't know where he's going to get. He's got the um, – but, yeah, the way that he's been carrying weight and showing determination in his races means that he has to be a factor as well. Uh, but for me, I think this is – I'm going to be going again, Elite uh, Atlantis Beach. Going again? Yeah, going again. Yeah. Yeah, I might be. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think – I'm surprised without reason hasn't, hasn't got me again for, like, the, the oh. 33 starts, probably the 30 – Third time. This is another one. It'll be great to see Betfair late. <laughs> what what this does here. Atlanta's beach last week was everyone wanted to be on and it yep. got absolutely walloped uh, on Betfair and on every every platform. Um, that annoys me, by the way. A bit of a bugbear of mine is when, right. you know, just before a race, and they go, oh, this one's been extremely well supported on tab. Well, it's actually been really well supported all across the board. It, everyone follows the exchange and they're all, they, they don't just get backed on one platform. Like the, the, have you heard that from the race caller or whoever's running yeah, yeah, from yeah, Sky? Yeah, yeah. Like they still say that, but it's, everything is backed across the board continuously. It just annoys me. They still, this day and age, like it, that's it's, just it's old, never that's, just- That's just an old saying from the bookies ring days. No, but then they start to, oh God, and it, oh, it's been backed on New South Wales. Oh, and it's been backed here as well. It's been backed at, but yeah, it's, if it's backed someplace, it's backed every place. Like, it's not just one place. Oh, didn't, wobble, didn't it wobble a bit late? Atlantis? Yeah. I think there might have been some 340, 350. I think yeah. Betfair SP was 280. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think sure it, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying I, to work I, out. I, I, I backed for a second. I, I mean, I just took it in the morning yeah. and I took Betfair SP and it was two. Well, Betfair SP was, was under 80. three bucks. Okay. Yeah. No. But I think there was some threes or so. But I mean, yeah, it depends what you it depends what you wanted. But um, yeah, interesting what this market does, BJ. Potentially, it might not be as firm 
I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't know. Though. I think there's just there's too, too many forces. Yeah, too many forces. Whereas the other day it just stood out like the proverbial. So yeah, um, I think there's there's two like what we outlined in the preview of the race. There's just so many different horses that can mm-hmm. will be will be uh, wanting pieces of the market. So good map. I think even though it's drawn twelve, um, that doesn't matter because it drew five last week and ended up second last, third last. Yeah. Twelve doesn't matter, and plus as with my map, I've got special view stopping at the yep. 2000, which means it should Leaders bring, pound, should bring yeah. them in. Yeah. yeah. You just, the worry is that a horse like General Grant Aragon, they're often going and you're, you're coming from too far back. But that's why, that's what Belmont gives you the opportunity to, um, to grab them. So, yep. Okay. <sighs> that was tiring. Race eight is this one could be even more tiring. Sky Channel Provincial oh. Championship Series Final $100,000. 400 minute race with, uh, it's a rating 60 plus. Um, and we've got the last two, the previous two winners of this race are engaged as well. Yep. Dark Assault and Power of St. George, Terry. Mm. Uh, big field here, 16 runners plus the four emergencies, a couple of interesting emergencies there who could add some real interest to the race if they happen to squeeze into the field there in garage days and um, life or uh, for a life. But um, the provincial circuit is where you do some of your very finest work, Terry, so I'll let you take the lead here. What's uh, what, the countries are here. Yeah. <laughs> This is a uh, this is a slight step up. Um, yeah, no, this is a, uh, a very interesting race. I did this one first because I knew if I did it last, I'd give it the short shrift. Bj, mm-hmm. um, so I did this race uh, at the beginning of the uh, the assault, uh, the dark assault of this meeting. That's not what I've come up with. Sorry, dark mm-hmm. assault. Uh, I think dark assault was actually really good. Um, first up uh i don't i just don't know if if barrier one is gonna suit it as well especially brad willa from one i love when brad's rolling into the race on the bend yeah i'm um, coming from three or so the fence is yeah don't have full trust in brad in that sense um but a lot of these the thing that really caught me bj was that a lot of these won't get the 1400 all that strongly um i don't know about bourbon bow at the 1400 i don't know about dunbar especially from that gate at the 1400 star present has been doing all of its best racing at 1200 jay the joker it's a stretch jake star um stellar fair is good for the 14. um yeah basically just roll down i think i think a lot of them sort of the 1400 might see them out so i think there's enough speed uh in this race to sort of uh broaden the horizons maybe look for one off speed i think counter drive stella fair jag the joker sneaky fox will all race prominently um dunbar from the widest gate do they just roll across with the pontiff on top or do they go back uh maybe how the day is playing to that point in time will determine that but there's yeah there's enough speed in this so i, I think and these finals when you get all these horses uh set up for a hundred thousand dollar race it can be a bit of aggression pre-turn as well so yep. it, it can suit as we saw with paris and george's win and dark assaults win in the last two years bj they've come from well back yep. to win the race so it can suit a horse uh off speed but i don't know I'm, I'm i'm gonna forgive the top here i think it's the best horse in this race um it just traveled too keenly a return with the elevated heart rate i i don't I don't know if it was going to get past Warm and Fuzzy, but it laid in and Warm and Fuzzy laid out and Lacto couldn't ride it out properly and also straight. Warm, there was a big mid-race acceleration from Warm and Fuzzy yeah. as well, which and sort it was of just, just, just kind of cooked Double Spice in the breeze. So. I prefer Double Spice with cover as well. And I think, as I said, a few of those I just mentioned um, – one of them will go forward. I think either a Sneaky Fox, a Jake Star could be caught sneaky out. Sneaky Fox is Dunbar. Like, sneaky Fox is going forward. It's got three wide 
a line. You think so. one of those do? I yeah. think there's going to be a nice spot for double spice to land ahead of all the sit and sprinters. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, speed dreams, your Paris and Georges, your Bourbon Bows, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, and get a little head start on those. If you look at every run it's had for Neil Della before that, they've been huge. Like it won, it beat Crystal Dane before it went on that winning streak, um, and it was nearly. Like it was unlucky when winning. Um, it won really softly in the country a couple of times. And the only two losses, once um, Cassie Martinen at the time hadn't rode a winner and the horse wasn't given much of a chance that day. And the other one was when Jet Stanley led and was grabbed by Erasity, who made that form look really good at his <laughs> yeah, next couple. Yeah, that was quite good, isn't so, it? So Lactar sticks. He probably would have had the choice between it or Balladeer, I'd suggest. Um, Balladeer was a bit unlucky last start. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the money came hard. Where there's smoke, there's fire. We're getting 10 bucks each way so um yeah for me it's it's double spice each way i marked double spice in the fours so um yeah, i was about 450 double spice so this is each way um all day for me bj you're gonna go with let me just guess paris and george no oh good actually. i would have upset i don't know why i just feel like everyone's gonna be on paris and george do you think i, I thought I'm, I'm, had every chance last start and it's yeah. a it can win don't get me wrong it can definitely win but yeah just, I think it's I'm a funny old horse, Sparrows. Oh, it's just a, it's a very frustrating horse to follow. Um, I can, I can't look past Long Knife Brother. Surely, <laughs> actually, Long Knife Brother it's is flying. Are you serious? It's actually flying. flying. We yeah. have no idea how well it, it's going. It's, if this was a country championship final, I'd consider. It. I just yeah. don't think it measures up against the provincial. Horses. I know what you're saying there, but it's got no way. It's flying. It can't. It doesn't. Do you know how it does its best racing? To three no, three wide. Yeah. Three no. Yeah, yeah. it'll probably be four no here. I reckon, but. If if it's a day where the rail is cooked and the best line is the four white line, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's actually oh, that's, flying. Uh, Pete Anthony's land, isn't it? Through, it's, a, <laughs> it's just yeah, he loves it out there, doesn't he? <laughs> Maddie Derrick and Pete Anthony, it's absolutely love it out there. He, um, yeah, he he's fine. LKB, I'll be having something on LKB. I they, will they be hoping it gets a hundred dollars plus and all. So the, the horse that makes the most sense to me is um, Stella Fair. Really, I mean the. Um, Gets the wins the Geraldton Heat uh, heading into this, um, and then runs a, a good breezes, and then runs a good third behind. Blow me out, and that was a, that was a race that included Stipperucci minus looks. I think that forms pretty good. And from six, you just, it just feels like CJP is just going to have this horse really well positioned up, up on top of the speed. I don't necessarily think you'll want to lead. And I don't. I think there's. Gonna I be think so it's a far better horse leading. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. I, the way I saw this, and the reason I give Stella Fair a chance is because. The other leaders, quickly counter drive, I think it can be quicker than early. Yeah. Jag the Joker up to the 1400. I reckon they might tell Taj to sit. And Sneaky Fox up to the 1400. I reckon there's a chance that control. Roy will say, let's try and be a little bit more defensive. So from there, there aren't many other horses that'll take up the running. So yep. that's, that's for me, is Stella Fair's best chance. But um, yeah, I agree. It's last run was good. Yep. All, all I'll say about Stella Fair is it has been placed to perfection. The yeah. win at York it beat Family Connection. The win at Ascot was really good over Gold Merits. Yep. Cleared out five lengths to third. Um, they went back in the Abrolis where it was so-so behind Corn Cobb, and then it came out and led when Significant Hero um, took a lot of ground off at late in a very small little weak Geraldton race. So yeah. it's just been placed really uh, well. It does but look well placed again though. Like just like if it drew if it drew what uh, ten plus, I wouldn't be that keen. But from from uh, if the emergencies come out, who have we got there? They've drawn low as well. So yep. Garage Days and Life for Life come out. So that means Stella Fair jumps from four. If they do grab hold of Jake the Joker and Stella Fair can find the front, then um, that's also I probably want to be out. But I definitely um, 
I definitely want to make a case for the stablemate of Double Spice Belladier. I know that Double Spice was a better run than it at Pinjera in that heat, but I just I just thought Belladier was steaming at Kalgoorlie the other day, <laughs> absolutely steaming. Brad Parnham, come on, Lacta. Brad Parnham, Brad Parnham Dear, goes man. on. I just think it's just going to be well positioned and hmm. like with a genuine speed on, just travelling. And if it gets gaps, it's gonna it's gonna be in the finish somewhere. Belladier, I'm with you. So yeah, I agree. yeah, it's yeah. got gate speed too. He didn't yeah. have last start, didn't have to go back to last. Lacta's just taken a hold from the widest gate when. Kalgoorlie, and you would think with Lactar's experience at Kalgoorlie, you'd know it's a three-wide line track, not a go-back-to-last-on-the-fence track. So, geez, I was upset at that. When it got out, <laughs> it, was, it was only just going to work home, and then he sort of gave it, gave it a bit of a nudge, and it just went shoo, mm. like the last sort of hundred. You so. could just – it was humming. Yeah. It was proper humming, so. It's obviously well and in in, yep. in, in a good space. So it should have won the other day. And um, I just think with Brad Parnham on board, cuddled up from eight in a genuine tempo, if it sees – Sees daylight could be thereabouts as well, but um, yeah, yeah. I well, they the, I actually wanted to Dutch the pair of them, but yep. the, it was yeah, it's it's fourteen dollars, thirteen dollars. It depends if it gets out a little bit further, which it might do. This is one of those races where yeah, anything can happen. Betfield, Betfield do wild things late. Yeah, um, but yeah, the be, the best form reference is probably the Speed Dream form reference as well. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's just about trust with Speed Dream. Isn't it? Well, it's I trust I, I trust Speed Dream, but from it's yeah. it's, it's gonna yeah, like, uh, Speed Dream's always gonna try. It's always about, I mean, trust to win. Even last start when it got to the front, it didn't want to be there for long. You can tell on the line. Oh, I don't know. And that's both its wins have been at Northern as well. But, yeah, it's – From 18, it's going to take a um, pretty special sort of – That could just about be a winning map if it does turn into a mess out in front, you know, as well. Sometimes it's not a total negative to be drawn horribly. But, yeah, it's a uh, it's a good competitive race. Yeah. It is. You're going to get your price. Like, you're going to get your price with whatever you like. We haven't mentioned a lot of horses. Bourbon Bow is going super. If it gets the 1400 you're probably going to see $40 each way late. Mm -hmm. Star Present, is, it, it's hard to knock how well it's, it's racing at the moment. Jake Star sat deep the trip, winning um, at Kalgoorlie. We're talking like, we, we really like we like Balladeer, and it's probably going to go around longer than it's 20 to 1. Um, on the day, significant hero is chewing ground or Stella Fair, and I'd say that Tony Scali has kept this, because this horse goes better fresh, so I'd say he's kept this fresh on purpose off the 30 days yep. um, to attack this. Long Knife Brother will go around $100 plus, and it's it's motoring. Rocky Path loves Belmont. Mm. Um, gets wide, it lets down, but it's a KB. It's hard old horse to catch. Mm. Rocky Path, dark assault. As I said, it's, there's nothing wrong with what it's doing. It'll land through the fence. Won this race last year, so you can make cases for a lot of these. Yeah, good race. Good race. Some good betting races to finish. Double spice each way for me. All right, so um, I'm going to have be having something on Stella Fair and. What was the other one I said? Long Knife Brother. Oh, no, Balladier. Balladier. Yeah. Uh, LKB at any old price. Yeah. So, all right. Be rude not so. Geez, how would we feel not having something on, um, oh, that's the old York alarm. How would you feel if LKB came to town and didn't have anything on? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to give up, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, BJ, it's now time for the Get Out Stakes. S-T-E-A-K-S. And uh, who are they proudly brought to us by? And what a week for them to proudly bring us the race of the day as well. Yeah. It's a cracker, isn't it? It is a very good race. Get into that. But first and foremost, the Get Out Stakes is proudly, proudly brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out at the Kenningvale Markets on Banners Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing pass, say good day. Timmy and his team will look after you 100%. Timmy uh, thought he might win, win his own Get Out Stakes. Last week with featherweights, but stiff. Uh, stiff, not a bad run, all the same. But uh, the winner was actually Sabina Wheelow. So Sabina, a first-time get-out stakes champion. Um, Sabina was 
the, she ended up with the exact winning margin, 0.09 lengths. Should be a double. I reckon. Well, it probably should be a double if you get the exact margin. Mm. Run that past. Who won it? The last? Uh, Makanto. Yeah, especially it should be like if you get the exact margin, it's not the favourite. Well, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a it's a radio will be very popular this week. If it yep. wins, there's so many more chances for the exact margin and for the, the price to go off. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting concept. Shut up, Terry. Um, anyway, so but there was a couple of punters who had – Macanto by 0.11 length. That's so stiff. they've uh, they've got rolled in the get out by 0.02 of a length. <sighs> but, uh, Sabina, too strong. Hope you enjoy that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats, the best in the business. So, did anybody have cross statement protest? Because <laughs> that would have been, that, that been worthy of a double up. <laughs> Actually, what would happen in the get out stakes if there was closest a, to 0. 0.00? I reckon the protest closest to 0. 0.00. The lowest number. That's going to happen one day. And it's going to, the lowest it's going to be, number. It's going to be an issue. The lowest. It has to be the lowest because it, it actually lost the race, so it effectively there's no margin. So it has to be the closest to zero. Okay. Yeah. Right. That'll get us one day. But mm. um, All right. We'll wait for that day to come around. Now, we went to <laughs> this week's Get Out Stakes Race 9 at Belmont. Uh, send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win the lucky. The Get Out Race 9 this Saturday. And uh, don't forget the Sam White rule. Terry. First in best dressed. First in best dressed. Uh, yeah, no, very good, really good horse race. It's actually a bit of a shame um, for me. Well, it depends. A lot Which of people might have a different it. mindset, mm. but it's. I would almost love to see it's Radio not here because it's yeah. such a good betting race outside of it. But um, I'll just jump straight to the point. I, I do think it's a Radio is uh, what I saw first up, and you might go, "Oh, geez, Lever took ground off it late, or this or that." Like it had the tactical speed to pop out, follow Zebel going quicker than Benchmark, get. Without cover pre-bend, like it popped out underneath reflectivity pre-bend. Like it's, it's the win of just such a professional, really good racehorse. Um, yeah, it's it's very hard to see him getting beaten with that style of racing and what he can do. Um, I really like Timely Outburst as, as a clear second elect here, and I think it can land right maybe on the back of Timely Outburst or very close to Timely Outburst. It's not impossible it's a radar even lands in the breeze here because there isn't all that much speed. Um, excellent dream. Looks to be jumping better, but over the th- – uh, it just at times hasn't been jumping well enough to hold a spot in the front too. And if that happens, timely outburst saunters to the front and Carberry, if it begins like it did last start, it could even be better off just leaving Ray in the breeze, um, which is – it adds another element to the race. Yeah. You could say his timely outburst better suited um, punching a punching a breeze in its radar. But, look, I think it's a radar better than these. It's got tactical speed. Um, the way I'm hoping – I can do what I want to do betting-wise with this race is the fact there are so many um, betting horses in this. Like yeah. there, there will be uh, there will be some money for Search and Rocks. There will be some money for Star Trade. It's the one I'm hoping gets – there will be definitely money for Timely Outburst. Uh, All Day Session, uh, Rock and Nori, uh, MTA, Trav Sprints really well fresh, um, and that's before you even look at horses like Liwa and Cryptic Love, the big finishes. Did you mention Search and Rocks? I did, yeah. yeah. So there's just – a many, lot of horses. <laughs> there's just a lot of horses money could come for it. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping something, and I've just seen it time and time again at Geraldton, that the bots just come for Star Trade and they're usually right. I'm hoping that there's there's something gets locked in and something comes hard and I see a price it's a Ray Day because they all have to fit into a 100% market. I'm hoping it's a Ray Day is the one that gets wobbled out to 260 or something. So, mm. um, yeah, really keen to be on it's a Ray Day, but I'm going to wait for Betfair and hope um, potentially a – an ambitious hope, but I just got the feeling so many backable horses in this BJ that we might see a drift on the five. This has got that that same feel of that 
Um, 70, was it a 72 plus last year, Belmont, where it was like Comfort Me, She's a Charmer, Bright Diamond, ended up being like a magnificent mm. form race. So this has got all the hallmarks of of that uh, leading into the Belmont season. What do you think of its array day, like ceiling-wise? What do you – what what, uh, what what do you envisage its array day is going to be like in say four or five months time? Oh, I don't do the I hate the four or five months thing. It could be a worse horse in four or five months. I hate when people do that. It'll be a better horse next campaign. It'll be a better horse. I'm not asking, but but the 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 spruik on from the stable and from the on social media is that it's a potential winner bottom horse. Do you think that it's that good? Yeah, it's got well, it's got the element. I love the elements with its array day. So it's got the tactical speed, and you know, last week it was. I think Leo ran the second quickest last or ran the quickest last two. It was like a length uh, quicker than It's a Radio only, despite obviously not doing any work and coming at them late. Like that's so it, – and It's a Radio wasn't really ridden out to the line. It could have just about run – gone very close to running the quickest last two. So mm. when you've got tactical speed, you've got the turn of foot, um, it now needs to show the ability to carry some weight on, um, on Saturday. But, yeah, I think – I think there's a fairly high ceiling when you've got all the elements that it's radio does, and I think Simon Miller realizes it's best best trip at the twelve hundred meters. Twelve hundred meters. So, yeah. Um, yeah look, I, I think I think it'll be winning on on Saturday. It's just a matter of price. Mm. I'm two ten, and I don't reckon I could have gotten any longer. Um, but trying to fit all those good horses into a hundred percent market, like see Brock and Nori's your current second favorite. I'm forty one bucks uh, for me. They're going to be more thinking with Rock and Ori about uh, the Guineas and, and what's to come after that. I don't know if it sprints with these. You know, I thought it was good. It beat. Um, I thought it was good when it was over the sprint journeys, but I don't know if it's up to these sprinters yet. Like this is it's a different. A, this a is a hot, different kettle of fish. Hot, uh, fresh assignment, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but it's got it's got a good draw though, and um, so it can it can sort of hold us by. Like I think I think you're right, chucking those sort of horses out of the out of the market from a winning point of view. So just I can, to give I you, I can see why you've got it's a it's a radio so short. So I've done a ninety eight point five six percent market, right? <laughs> So I have to like I've got excellent dream five hundred to one. Yeah. Like this this is to fit them all in. I'm I'm hundred and fifty to one state attorney and Pims Royale. Yeah. I really like both those horses. Um and then I'm sixty to one, I'm MTA Cryptic Glove Severate. So yep. Rock and Nori forty to one, Leeway twenty eight, Search and Rocks twenty six from that gate. Star Trade I've, I've shown some respect to twenty one, twenty one. The only other horse I got timely outburst five dollars thirty, by the way. I've got a clear second pick. Um, I just think it's such a great map. And I think they've only just kept scratching because they have been waiting for a draw or a map or or whatnot. So um, I didn't actually check the stewards report last but week. But also it gets- Did you read why it came out last week? It was just uh, future It on? said future engagement. Yeah. So this- Actually, I, I think, think it said prior engagement, which was kind of weird, but yeah. I might have had a, a wedding. I think that, yeah. <laughs> it's still might have wanted to have the day off. Um, the, yeah, so I think what they were trying to say is that they were going to be looking at this race next week. Gets to 55 and a half as well. So Brad- no need for a claim. Bad, yeah, it's, had, back it's had probably the first time in its life it's had a proper top senior on, I'd say, because it's usually been Nicole Hopwood, uh, Brandon Louis Road, mm-hmm. and Holly Watson might have ridden yep. um, when it was stiff. But if you look at it runs at Belmont, the two horses that beat it last campaign were Graceful Girl and the Spruker, and I don't think it led on either of those two yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. It's a proper horse too, timely outburst. So it's, it's really good. It's just that it's a radar from what we saw first up should be landing right in its toe ball or very mm. close to it. So can it – lead and out sprinted I don't, I don't think so um written matters a big improver i think they'll be more aggressive bj i think with lactar going on nice weight swings in its favor thought it was really good. if you watch the replay again it was probably the best finisher i thought okay. um last time out it's written i think, I think that improver. came up in the numbers as well like last 200 wise, okay so, yeah. yeah okay um, um so i was about 16 bucks but i said it's just yeah you, i thought when star trade came to town i'd just be on each one yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go but it's just 
theory, man. Um, do you remember that uh, all-day session beat kissing all four cheeks in a photo? Um, yeah. That was good. All-day session was – the thing with all-day session is, A, it was fit then. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. It might have been off a little 30, 40-day break. Kissing all four cheeks wasn't fit. I remember that. Yeah. Um, now, wasn't it a quick backup after winning a 1,000 meter the week before? Something will happen. There'll be a funny aspect to this mm. map. All-day session, fresh. It usually needs a run or two, but it's becoming a better horse every prep. So maybe all-day session fresh. It has led in the past, could show some – there's an opportunity here for something to show gate speed. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly who that is. MTA, I don't think so, over the 1,200. Rock and Ori potentially. Yeah, I reckon As I said, bigger fish to fry. Um, the, the most likely map is Excellent Dream and Timely Outburst. Yep. Excellent Dream. That was my map. It was, it was so-so from the gates at times. It was Excellent Dream leading, out, Timely Outburst, outside leader, Rock and Ori, box seat. It's a rate A11. Um, MTA pushing forward, maybe sort of three whitish. Say that um, Timely Outburst does get to the front and Itzerado ends up in the breeze. Mm. Would you still want to be on Itzerado? That's a race. Yeah, would you still want to be on? Just, just. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it might be like a two horse war type thing. Yeah. Itzerado mm. and just sort of getting over it late. Yeah. Um, but if that happens, um, makes it more interesting. Mm. I think um, I think you're right. I'm not 100 percent there with Itzerado yet. Um, but I think it's it's a really good horse, but I don't know if it's only three too. So it's mm -hmm. um it's got a heap of upsiders, but I'm just not quite there with it yet from a finished product point of view, but that's okay. I think that um if uh if there's any if there are any chinks in the armors of the fancies, look out for Star Trade. First start for Dan Morton, just just absolutely burning, burning turf late, launching at him. So um any Word from Dan? No, I think just very happy with it. All, all, all that I've heard from Dan is that he's a um, he the he's just a beautiful horse, beautiful handle, and he's got he's very similar in stature and and um, type to Elite Street. Who's better? Um, <laughs> Star Trade beat, beat Elite what, what Street. Elite Street be Headline: uh, Star Trade beat Elite Street in a gallop the other day. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just know that they're really happy with the horse and really good acquisition. Um, I thought we might be able to get him a little bit lower in the ratings. I think 77s high enough. Is that to, what's the norm? Because it's a 91 country, in it or 92. 92. So I, I guess if you take a line through Kenny Luck, Kenny Luck was a 92. Came to town as a seventy-six, so they got Star Trade in one point above a Kenny Luck, who did go on to win a race in town as well, yeah. won the mm -hmm. Batavia as well. So, um, but the Jerry form's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. I think all, he's so. just, I think he's just a bit stiff to run into, like this super hot seventy-two plus first step, first up for Dan. Yeah, but uh, I don't think he's out of place. But um, with the gate and just the 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 um, the I guess the the high regard that. Um, it's a Ray Day and Tommy Outburst are held in. Then I think Star Trade might be running for third. But look out for him um, hitting the line hard. And I reckon he's mm. going to be a real factor during the Belmont, early part of the Belmont season. So interested mm. to see what this horse does in the market late as well. Yeah. Like, it's just been walloped um, at Ger I know it's Geraldton and this is completely different, but it, it's the main horse I think could give me the price. It's a Ray Day. Mm. Like, I think there's a chance. In saying that, it also would surprise me if it jumps at 50 to 1. Yeah. Like, it's just a. Yeah, you've got to fit all these into 100%, which means there'll be some um, there'll be some wild prices. I, yeah, I wish there was a race like this on every Saturday. We miss mm. we miss races like this. Like it's it's um, they used to have I don't know if you were around for the welters, Terry. They used to have welters back mm -hmm. in the day, um, which were probably a, a rung above a 72 plus. Probably more like I guess today would be a 78 plus. But there were races like this with so much depth and older horses taking on younger horses big spreading the weights it was it was always a feature of a of a sad day car it was always the last race as well the welter so um great to see this is going to be a tremendous way to finish 
finish the uh, the card. And of course, it's just a great another great test for an um, exciting three year old in its array day. Another thing we need to remember is that Search and Rocks, talent, very talented horse, but it's having some issues in the gates. And mm. I noticed that it I went. I saw it went to Fenella. Yeah, it went to Jeff and Fenella mm. Martin, who are the barrier gurus. And um, so that's not a good sign for me that she's no. having to be sent off property to- Trial poorly too. Especially at this stage of her career. It was underwriting. Yeah. Did you notice that? I noticed that, yeah. She actually jumped and led, which is good. That's probably what you want to say. She always jumps well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for a three-year-old filly, that's not ideal. No. She'd need to be at her best from that gate anyway. She would be, but she's just so good that she could she could factor if things went away. But the fact that David Harrison had to send her away to do more barrier practice mm. with her after she got scratched at the or she, did she load? She wouldn't load, I think, in yeah, the um, right. that yep. mare's race at Ascot. So that's a that's a concern. Um, last thing I wanted to say is uh, Bo Bannerbick Edwards is back in the saddle. Bo hasn't ridden in a race since uh, the twelfth of February, so she makes her uh, her return and um, is piloting. Uh, I think she's going to ride earlier in the day, but she's world front. Yeah. She, yeah, she's piloting. Excellent dream for. LK Fernie, is this the first start for Luke? Excellent dream. Yeah. Yeah, it's Lindsay, Simon, Luke. Lindsay, Simon, Luke. It was nommed for Cal. Justin Warwick, Lindsay Smith, Simon, Luke Fernie. There yeah. you go. All the big names, eh? All right. So that is uh, Sky Channel Provincial Champions Series, Championship Series final day complete. Now, we'll take a break, too, and we'll be back uh, with our best betting propositions of the day courtesy of Betfair and our Maddies and our Lays. Okay, let's wrap things up here, Guru. It's uh, our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Yeah, look, uh, I'm a dollar seventy hardly ever. It's two bucks, so we'll make it be boring. Race two, um, number three, hardly ever. That's not a day I've realised now. Not a huge amount of mm, value. Don't. I could have you had many bets. No, this morning? No. Absolutely none. Okay. No Eddie bets at all. Um, yeah, look, yeah, I guess value-wise it's K-Main double spice <laughs> at the current prices. Mm-hmm. But um, look, just going to go there. Try and double our money or above with hardly ever. Race two. All right. Yeah, I was thinking, thinking K-Main was definitely in the in the realm of my bet, bet, best betting propositions of the day. But I'm going to go the quick backup. Atlanta Speech was Bang. all of ours last week. It's mine again on Saturday. Atlanta Speech, currently best available $4. Okay. Don't mind that. Madness. Big On a big. day where there's a there's quite a bit of uh, yeah. 20 pluses, $21 pluses. Yeah, are. there is. Which way are you going? You going the country championship final? Are you going Desi? Desi A? Sir Desmond <laughs> Atwell the third. That's very LKB, good. long knife brother with Kesh to run. Just running desperately. Right? Yeah, mm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, long knife, long knife, brother. There's a bit of seventy three dollars available. The way, jeez, I reckon you'll see a bit more than that. You'll probably see Mandy price the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no. Don't mind that. Don't mind that. It's a bit loose, but that's me, Mandy. So yeah. Um, look, I'm expecting with the two three-year-olds in the race, it's currently best 18. False statements, one I'll probably actually have something on. I'll actually have something on Long Knife Brother too, so I'll okay. half tell you there. But yeah. uh, look, false statement, I think he'll get out to $20 yeah, plus good one, late. Good one so, like it, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, false statement. If, uh, if Star Trade gets out 20 madness prices, it'll definitely yeah. worth a bet. Well, I was going to say it should do, I think, but yeah. who knows what Star Trade yeah. will do in that market. Yeah. It's so interesting trying to fit them all into 100 and 100 percent yeah so. betfair is going to be uh fascination on the day there, there'll be some um yeah there'll be some some big prices about some good horses okay uh la so i'm going to go here we spoke about this horse quite a bit 
We both I sort of said that uh, that the jury was out. Let's see what he can do. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him on here. Race six, number nine, Galactic Storm, best best available at 280, 290 at the moment. It's gonna be my lay of the day. Yeah, I don't really have a, a layer, so I like to lay one that's well above my price who I don't think can win. I think Galactic Storm can win, yep. but my price is significantly longer, so I better I'll tell you with Galactic Storm as well. Lay right. of the day. Horse number horse number nine. Race six. I never like to do that when you're going to be having a lash at one, especially with K-Main. If it doesn't pan out that particular way, it's probably going to be one coming from last, which could well be it. So, well, then again, maybe coming from the breeze. Mm. Hope you're right okay. in that sense. Um, that gets us to the end. That was a lengthy one. Yeah, it was long. Yeah, yeah it was long. Yeah. That's what the listeners want to hear. Yeah. Uh, thank you to- It was strong as well. Long. To Nick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Strong, strong, and strong and long. Strong and long. <laughs> thank you to Nick Carapalotti. Carapalotti. Uh, uh, character Pilotti. Yeah, it made my day. Love he's a superstar, big yeah. fan of Nick Carapalotti, and he's a very good trainer. Probably didn't mention how he's improving him. Like he, he's getting some offshoots, and like he's saying, he's picked up horses like Pyro. But I think that's what you got to do as a sort of at making your way and but, take what you can also, get like, work, to show people you can improve him. Working full time. Yep. Um, that's what I mean. Like he's a very astute. Like we, we talk about when we're going to have a bet with ours or whatnot. He's he's very astute in in the thought process with all of it. So I know he might come across a little bit. Um, uh, I don't know, they're a little bit rough and tumble or not, but he's, he's a very, very smart man. He, he knows what he's doing. And um, I, I'm, if I'm having a bet on one of his, I'm, I'm pretty confident they're going to be in the right neck. Yeah, it's, it's interesting trying to get your training career off and going at the moment, coming from scratch, from nothing. Yep. Um, Especially in Calgary. But, but all you can do is show your wares, get those recycled horses, get them get them performing above themselves yep. and placing them well um, and, and – um, and being consistent with them, and I think like even though Michael Grantham was a jockey, uh, harness harness uh, driver trainer, when he moved into the thoroughbred space, he made his name for getting castoffs, improving yeah, them, so. placing them well, winning races, and and now it's only a short amount of time later he's he's training for the biggest owner in, in Western Australia. He's trained a double today, so exactly it's, right. so the if you can if you can get those casts off, do really well with them, place them well, um, have a have a reasonable strike rate, then I think it augurs well for for the future. Yeah. No, so yeah, all the best, more. all the best to Nick Carapalotti and the Kalgoorlie season ahead. Superstar. Yeah. All right. It's been long enough, BJ. So until next week on the one one.